Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. <sighs> All right. It like, was wait, in wait, the men's section. Girl shirt button on the other yes. side. Yes. <laughs> yeah, figured it Flash out. Flash is wearing a girl shirt. Flash. It's a me, a man, it's a Garcia. Cocohornets. <laughs> How about those friggin' pirates? There's local politics, bud. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. You are terrible. And stop playing that song. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Did not flub at all. Send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Brock here with you. Lovely day in eastern North Carolina. And thanks for tuning our way on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show. Be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube on this Tuesday. You can subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. A lot of great videos there for you to check out. And make sure you're following us on Facebook. We have all the latest news and notes going on in the Pirate Nation and beyond each and every day, every hour of every day on Facebook. And uh, like I said, be a part of the show. Chime in today as we will talk about what's going on in the world of sports. Also, uh, continue to remember uh, our friend jeff charles if you want to uh give out your favorite jeff charles memories stories you can also give us a call 317-1250 we do have uh, a lot of guests to get to on today's show we will talk some hurricanes hockey coming up in about 30 minutes they've got the big outdoor game the stadium series game coming up on saturday at carter finley stadium it is going to be uh, quite a scene saturday night eight o'clock on abc as the hurricanes host the capitals outdoors we'll talk to the pa voice of the carolina hurricanes wade mentor coming up later on in hour number one uh, in hour two mike mullis will join me in the pirate radio studios talk uh, about everything going on with mully in uh, hour number two hour three cliff godwin head baseball coach of the pirates will join troy d and ellerby his annual stop in before the start of a new baseball season we'll talk about the 2023 pirates coming off a great 2022 and uh we'll uh see what the pirates have in store for this year as they get underway coming up on friday against george washington shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt is here as is jonathan ellerby hello ellerby what's up clipper i'm gonna be at carter finley stadium on saturday night for that awesome outdoor hockey game so uh, i'll have a follow-up report next week your folks going no okay (laughs) i got invited by a friend who had season tickets and uh and uh, asked me a long time ago if i'd be interested in going i was like sure he said i could get i'll get an extra ticket i said absolutely i'll uh kind of a once in a lifetime maybe experience yeah to, to see an outdoor hockey game and uh so I'll go see see what the Canes have on Saturday night. 8 o'clock, going to be a cold night at Carter-Finley Stadium. They're expecting a big crowd, and uh, we'll talk to Wade Minner about it coming up. But that is a, a really neat deal and glad that the hockey world and the sports world gets to see in North Carolina, Raleigh, and uh, the Carolina Hurricanes because probably, we'll talk about this with Wade, but smaller market, uh, despite the success the team has had, LRB, probably overlooked, I would say, nationally. 
Yeah, uh, but the good thing is the Canes are having a great season. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like they're going to tune in and it's like this last place team that's yeah. having this outdoor. It's like some, you know, just some spectacle or whatever. It's actually should be a good hockey game. So, uh, I mean, you, you can tune in and, and see a good hockey team. So, uh, it'll be interesting. I, I've seen a few pictures of the setup and stuff. So, uh, we'll see see how it goes Saturday night at Carter Friendly Stadium. Uh, hello, Shirley Rhodes. Welcome in. And uh, a hello to our Salmon King Chandler Honeycutt. Hello, folks. How are we doing today, Clipper? I'm doing great, and I'm glad you're doing great. Talk about a miraculous recovery. <laughs> we didn't know if Chandler was going to be here today. That's bless yeah. you. Whoa. Bless, bless you. you. Bless you. Excuse me. Uh, am I sick? Uh-oh. We thought, uh, and Chandler thought, that he might not be able to make it today uh, just as of like two hours ago. And then about an hour ago, 45 minutes ago, we got the word that he is indeed uh, COVID-free. Yes, sir. And uh, so feeling glad. good enough to come in and just, I mean, Willis Reed. I mean, just one of the most miraculous recoveries we have seen, Chandler. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if I'm good to go, I'm, I'm going to come to work. So my test came back negative. I'm fine. Let's go to work. All right. Your test said you're 100%. <laughs> that guy that guy he's just a true pirate <laughs> he's 100 percent pirate i'm a true pirate. you are a pirate so we're uh we're glad to have you here uh, uh compliments great show on uh, monday full full three hours yeah. folks need to go back and uh listen to that and they missed any parts of it but uh, just a lot of great folks chiming in that was uh, pay, great. paying tribute to to the voice uh someone uh, we'll never forget but certainly miss and uh just uh, it was fun hearing everyone's stories and perspective and uh, i know we'll have many more guests on over the next weeks and months and uh, reflect on uh, what a great person he was in addition to a great broadcaster those uh, cuts we were playing on the show really just i mean just you can always remember those you can uh, think of where you were or or where you were during that game he just it was such an outstanding way to paint a picture for the pirates and always fun when he painted it purple yeah, I talked to uh, Cy Seymour. We'll get him on uh, at some point this week. Uh, Billy Weaver as well. I had a picture. Uh, Greg Pierce from ECU sent me a picture, LRB, that uh, I posted yesterday um, of Jeff Charles and Billy Weaver calling the game. <laughs> and uh, I guess for a WITN TV game. Yeah, uh, about I remember those days. 20 years ago or whatever. And uh, I was on the, the same row as Jeff Charles as a WZMB announcer, a student. Student clip. Inside uh, Menji's Coliseum. The voice and the clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but like I said yesterday, uh, treated me the same then when he uh, just he didn't know who I was to uh, he did last week when we had him on the show. So uh, just the kind of guy Jeff Charles was. But fun uh, going back down memory lane. And speaking of which, we had a lot of football um great calls yesterday from jeff i went back and looked today and uh found some basketball calls and i'm a there have been some i'm a hoops guy uh they are few and far between i wish there were a lot more but uh i i got some of those shirley can we run down some jeff charles basketball calls yeah i guess um well i guess we should start with this one i i didn't know we had this lrb i guess we had played in the past this very, is this the greatest moment of all time for folks um, under the under a certain age? ECU has been to the NCAA tournament. They've been twice, in fact, right, Elmer? Yes, nineteen seventy two and nineteen ninety three. Uh, we have the call of ECU winning the CAA championship. I remember watching this Elmer on a Monday night on Home Team Sports HTS back in the day. Well, uh, were you at the game? No, I was not. Nineteen ninety three. I was a freshman at ECU. 
We'll have Troy D. give his memories. Cause... Well, there's not enough time. I mean, Cliff, <laughs> Cliff Godwin's coming up in hour three, and I'm sure Cliff's got better things to do than hear a 20-minute uh, montage of where he was in, in 1993. Uh, uh, East Carolina went to the NCAA tournament. God, I wish uh, I could hear uh, Jeff say this again, but it never was to be. Uh, let's relive it, though, from 1993, Shirley. There's the horse. The Pirates are going to the big day. Thirty years ago, Clip. My right? goodness, and the last time we have been able to hear those words. So thirty years ago. So you got to speculate that someone had to be at least eight to ten years old to maybe even remember this moment of yeah. East Carolina going to the NCAA. Because I mean, the nineteen seventy two, uh, I, I'd open up the phone lines three one seven twelve fifty or comment. Does anybody remember? That, I don't. I've never. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody that said, "Yeah, I remember that '72 team. They lost or played who?" I was gonna say, "Who did they play in the tournament?" No one ever talks about that. Like it's uh. like it's like, did it really happen? Because I mean, everybody knows in '93 they had a losing record. They won three games in the CAA tournament and they lost to the Tar Heels by 20 points in round one in Winston Salem, who went on to win the national title. But I mean, I've never run across anybody that brings up that quick little. One or two minute rundown of the 1972 team. Somebody's going to Google it, look it up now. But if you know without looking it up, please let us know. 317-1250 or chime in. I'd love to uh, to hear a first person encounter uh, of that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be like an old timer story. Oh, it was, you know, John Smith did this and uh, he actually scored four points and hit the game winning free throw and. You know, I mean, I would love to hear a quick little recap of that 72 team, if if it's even possible. Uh, fans will remember East Carolina winning the CIT. What a fun uh, couple weeks that was in Menji's Coliseum leading up to it. Maurice Kemp was on SportsCenter with his dunks and uh, LRB. That, that place got rocking. It just kind of showed if you could get any kind of momentum going, people would be into basketball uh here in greenville north carolina people love winning i think the the, the biggest stat out there with ec basketball we've never been to the nit could you yeah. imagine if the pirates could host an nit game in a, in march you mean not you know I mean, obviously we'd love to get to the ncaa tournament but i mean that that run with the cit it was like it's like oh we got a game the first one everybody's like oh we'll go check it out they won and then it kept building it yeah. was you know and it was like wow and then it led to uh, a game on the road and this was a special time for jeff too this is when he was going through uh his cancer and and, and beating it and you had uh the players coming over brian mudor talked about this yesterday uh giving fist bumps to jeff when he made his return to calling games and then as, as troy said went out to uh ogden utah i believe it is yes. to see uh weber state and ecu and what a finish it was and a great classic call from jeff charles and si seymour with another free throw to put weaver up by one it's airborne and it is no good samson with a rebound for the pirates and now east carolina has a chance to win the game on the final possession 74 74 nine seconds to go miguel paul's got the ball up top 
Miguel keeps the dribble alive. Lebo says, go to the hoop. Here's Miguel with it. Gives it to Rickford. Three is up. And good! At the buzzer! At the buzzer! Hakeem Richmond hits the shot! At what the a buzzer. shot! Unbelievable! What a shot, Jeffrey! Unbelievable! Incredible! 77-74! All-time call there with yes. the help of Sa Seymour. What a shot, Jeffrey. I think shot, the, I, I think the Cy Seymour, Jeffrey, and the No Flags by Kevin Monroe <laughs> definitely are up for who best supporting actor <laughs> in yeah. a Jeff Charles play by play role. Play by play I think that might be a good poll question we need to put out there on uh, Pirate Radio social media, but uh, certainly very memorable moments. What a shot, Jeffrey. Well, what uh, about Michael Perry's? Uh, we'll see. That is not going to be on the list, but <laughs> guess what? We do have that, uh, Chandler. This is uh, ECU beats Memphis, Shirley Rhodes, uh, Sugboat at the buzzer. Let's hear that one. Typically, the guy who the screen is going to be open. Tremont Robinson-White will inbound. Oh, wow. He inbounds it to Suggs. He'll take the shot. It's up and good. At the buzzer. At the buzzer. Let's see. Brandon Suggs has Let's hit the see. shot. Let's see. And they stir him the floor. Let's see here. They stir him the floor. <laughs> Williams Arena Mitchie's Coliseum. The Pirates have won it 72 to 71. And we're being swallowed up here by East Carolina fans. You can hear the fans like yeah. right there at, uh, at Jeff's face. The uh, Jeff Charles screaming, Michael Perry saying, let's see. Oh, let's see. Let's see. And, it's calm. And, and, and Jeff was not stopping. Jeff no, was like, this is my call. I'm going to say it the way I want to say it. Yeah, if they want to reverse this, whatever. But as of right now, I'm going 100% all the way. Like a rookie and a rookie broadcaster will probably be like, all right, okay, all right, and stop the call. But Jeff just kept nah. on trucking. And uh, shot counted. Awesome stuff there. Got uh, got another good call from uh, from recent. This is Tristan Newton, corner three against SMU. Uh, Shirley, let's hear that. Baruti at 6'6", and Gardner at 6'6". The only two bigger players on the floor. Pirates bring it up. Here's Tremont all the way to the basket. In the paint. Finds Tristan Newton for the three. Yes! He hit it out of the left corner! Tristan Newton hits the three! 2.7 seconds to go! Pirates lead! 71-68! to What a shot by the freshman from El Paso! El Paso! Man, a loud Minji's with that Jeff crowd going. pop, man. It gives me chills every time. Yeah, awesome stuff. And Ellerby, uh, the one and only time NC State will ever play. Oh yeah, and Greenville, North Carolina, the Sydney low moment, Minji's Coliseum, the, the low moment in L O W E moment yes. in uh, state athletics. Uh, they'll never be back again. So I hope you were there. Uh, in just focused Coliseum. on winning championships. That's right. Can't uh, can't focus on coming down here and playing. Uh, the Pirates knocked off the pack, and here's how Jeff called it. They're about ready to bring the house down here. The Pirate fans on their feet Hold on third on. down and 12. That's uh, football. That's football. Oh, yeah. Should be a basketball. That's a good one, oh, too. sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. But if that was you a win over NC to... State, it doesn't matter. You had him back-to-back, so I didn't realize it was – okay, here we go. DeGan's got the ball. DeGan's going to bring it up. DeGan will bring it into the front court. DeGan with the ball in the corner. He's just wasting way too much time. Grant with a shot at the buzzer. No good. And you can pay this one for a ball. They storm the floor at Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. The Pirates shock the Wolfpack for the first time in history. East Carolina beats NC State 75-69. The first time the pack comes to Greenville. 
And the Pirates come up with a win. 75-69. Hannah Purple all night long in Eastern North Carolina. Awesome call. Painted purple all night all long. All night long. Sam Hennett with 30. Pirates knocking off the pack. Keller. That was an all-timer in uh, Menji's that night. And uh, Jeff painted such a great great picture. Painted purple all night long. The energy, amazing. I have random uh, memories when it comes to sporting events, Ellerby. Do you know, uh, what were you doing before that basketball game that day? I don't know what I know where I was sitting in Menji's during that basketball. I was actually probably closer to where you sit in two thirteen now, and I remember everybody was just banging on the seats and just yeah, whatever. It I was mean, wild. It, it was wild. It, it, I mean, it was it was a rowdy crowd. We had a, I believe it was a Christmas party, but we had a pirate radio gathering. Did we at tiebreakers? Uh, tiebreakers. Okay. Before that. Well, when the next time the Wolfpack come back, we'll we'll have a Christmas party, no matter when it is. We have to do the same exact thing. Yeah, even in, maybe for baseball this year. Have a Christmas party. <laughs> have and, a Christmas party, tiebreakers before the game. And okay. then we all go. All right, yeah. Uh, it's official. I do recall that. So uh, some great hoops memories there. Again, few and far between. But for me, I, I mean, I, I probably – I almost associate jeff charles more with that just because football was more readily available on tv for the most part but like basketball i remember all those conference tournament games and ec was always one and done but they were so bad they wouldn't be put on tv and uh listening to jeff call all those uh what Cy seymour one underwear trips lrb remember right. we talk about that no yeah. need to bring you know to bring extra underwear because the pirates would lose the first one but uh just many many uh jeff charles and Cy seymour basketball broadcasts that uh were a part of my life and jeff was always so gracious with his time and uh, such a great partner with us I, I just i remember jeff moore calling in from the conference tournaments and, oh, and yeah. giving reports and uh even that year that they actually won what you know lebo finally won they got to the it, conference semis won like two games yeah it was like completely unexpected and it was like i mean they are i mean i hate to say it but they traditionally usually booked a flight the next day back or whatever but uh yeah so i just always remember those reports from uh you know from jeff check eight checking in on our pregame show for football too he was just always full of great information and perspective of the the way he he saw the action and saw the game um christian said did jeff call the game when we beat houston and Minji's with no fans yes in fact i heard that today and I can either give Shirley some uh, a pop quiz or I can find it during the break, but we do have that. It's ECU beats Houston, and the date was, I think, early 2021. Um, so uh, see if you can find that, Shirley. Uh, Christian says, was that the team that took a Jabari Parker-led team down to a two-possession game? I remember, uh, I don't know exactly, Christian, but I remember a close game in Durham. I was at... Uh, pretty good game in chapel hill and a good game in raleigh as uh, ecu hung with those teams but could not pick up wins uh, the win over states the only win against an acc opponent in hoops ever if i'm wow correct element yeah and i mean honestly not many acc te- i know clemson i think has maybe come to they've Memphis. come here wake forest has come here yeah and nc state came once we'll never see i mean i, I don't, I don't virginia think. tech but well, that was probably before they were in the acc i feel like yeah. they've been here no virginia tech has not come here as an acc team yeah. but uh yeah i mean it's it's definitely few and far between but uh certainly a great moment in, in Minji's. I, I was thinking I mean, one day last week you mentioned uh you know what are what's a good 30 for 30s 
that they yeah, haven't, yeah. that they haven't done. I, I came up with a good one. Oh yeah, we uh, did our homework for that, right, Chandler? We'll have that for Molly at four. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. you, remember in school when you, uh, <laughs> they said, "All right, I'm going to come around and pick up the homework," and then that's when you realize I didn't do the homework. Yeah, that thanks for the reminder. Yeah. How is Ellerby the only one that remembered that, and he wasn't even on the segment? Because I thought it was a good question, so I came up with one. The thirty for thirty. Hey, can I copy your homework? <laughs> Hold on, go ahead, Ellerby. I'm ready. Yeah, go ahead and write this down. Get your bubble sheets out. When in doubt, look about. Um, is would be the thirty for thirty on the teams that could have won championships that spring of 2020. You know, oh who, right! Who could have won? Who could have won, well, won the NCAA tournament? Jeff, as an Ohio Base. guy, we talked about this a lot. Do you remember who the number one team was a lot that year in college basketball? Was it Ohio State? It was Dayton. Dayton. Oh wow! Dayton yeah. would have been. Uh, they were like number one. Obi Toppin, I believe, at the on. time. Obi Toppin, yep, that's correct. Uh, was their guy, and uh, he, you know, he said, "Man, what a shame this is," because they were having a historic season undefeated or one loss yeah. I, I i don't recall but i remember we talked a lot about that but that, that's a good idea what about like ecu baseball what would they have done what kind year? of year would have alec burleson had right he was off to like a tremendous start as was connor norby um but yeah that's a good point there's your 30 for 30 all right i like that look, look into that and what other other spring sports <clears throat> you think of yeah i think this is it let's I'm see if sure. it's it let's hit it charlie and it goes to zero buzzer Nobody's game there. over you can paint this one purple the pirates have beaten the fifth ranked team in america the houston cougars by nine points and there was never a doubt the pirates were the better team on the floor today the final east carolina 82 and houston 73 what a win for joe dooley's ball club and one of the biggest wins ever for east carolina basketball and Brian Bailey is by himself storming the court. <laughs> and there goes BB. Brian Bailey's out there just winning. All he does is win. <laughs> I knew that was the, I knew that was the right one, Charlie, because there was no crowd pop. I know, man. Could you imagine an amazing, uh, sad time? I, we were uh, we had sports trivia. We were watching it at AJ's, and it was such a bittersweet deal. Yeah. Like we were like, yeah, yeah. we did it. It's like I could have been maybe there. Oh, so uh, so you remember where you were i do uh certainly do i remember where i was for all these um surely played the uh i mean if we're gonna give you a tease we might as well play the whole game the whole thing we didn't play the magazoo damon magazoo interception <laughs> off russell wilson this was a great crowd pop too let's hear about ready to bring the house down here the pirate fans on their feet on third down and 12 rolling right wilson stops has time looks in the end zone it's picked off picked off by david magazu pirates win you can beat this with purple mag's uh first game i believe as a pirate i think he was uh he came in for a hurt Derek blacknall i believe he was in for somebody that day he wasn't even supposed to start he was like a walk-on freshman good timing awesome stuff all right now the linebacker coach or something at unlv uh secondary secondary corners safeties gotcha one of those russell wilson nice thank you what's he up to now ruining nfl franchise i think he's stealing charity playing for the denver i guess right stealing charity money that's what i saw (laughs) Saw that story yeah uh what'd you think of the super bowl uh i I thought it was a good game i kind of hated uh the way it ended with the you know, I guess you could make a case for the call, but I mean, I, I was kind of hoping for the Eagles to get the ball back one way or the other. But uh, of course, the Carolina Panther ruins the Super Bowl for everybody. I'm sorry, was it uh, Bradbury? James Bradbury. He, he admitted. admitted it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he said he said it was a holding. 
I mean, it's a see, hold that we see on like ninety five percent of pass routes. Yeah, absolutely. But, but hey, if, in he, that time of the game, man, it's just I can't believe he pulled the trigger and threw the flag. And then for I mean, honestly, it was so anticlimactic of the yeah. Chiefs, like the guy taking the knee on the one yard. I mean, <laughs> I was hoping he would go in so I, bad, and he almost slid in on that crappy field. And it was like, yeah, you were kind of. I mean, you, it was kind of like, oh, they're just going to run the clock down and then kick a field. And it was just. I don't know. It was exciting if you were a Chiefs person, but it was just kind of like if you were a neutral person like myself, other than leaning to hope Linville Joseph was going to get another ring for the Eagles, it was just kind of like kind of a boring last couple minutes once that, that it was all kind of said and done. It was formality. You just mentioned it, and I, I remember Sunday night, my mom texted me as the one that said, why, is, why are they changing cleats and why are they slipping so much? There was a lot of slipping going on, and they kept talking about how they, they spent two years preparing this field and then they took yes. it outside every day for like the past two weeks for it to get sun. And it, I mean, the players were slipping everywhere. So I don't know. Yeah. Talk more uh, Super Bowl uh, with Molly coming up later on. Ellerby, uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice hanging out with you yesterday uh, and today. Yeah. Enjoyed. Uh, great stuff. Uh, love hearing those uh, recaps with the voice. Uh, definitely continue to be missed and uh, continue to live on with his legacy and i'll uh, be back next week to tell you about that outdoor game in raleigh yeah. on saturday so. cool we'll uh, we'll talk pirate baseball uh and uh and more when we reconvene next week hopefully molly did his homework christian said uh i was in my church restroom skipping church while houston ecu basketball game was going on during covid some christian you are a christian <laughs> Yeah. He was in the church. <laughs> in the bathroom. Skipping church. You got to change your name. How about Heathen Bateman? Your new name is Heathen Bateman. Uh, I ain't saying nothing because I've skipped church quite a few Whoa! times. Oh, my gosh. This is not Shirley. confessional hour. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. When Clip, we do you re- have perfect attendance at church? <laughs> not exactly. I will say. Not true, Chris. I am a Bible Bowl veteran. I was in Bible Bowl. That's all I'll say. I don't have anything else to say. Uh, when we return, we'll hear from Wade Minter. We'll talk some Canes hockey as they will be part of the stadium series. Jonathan Ellerby will be there, this time uh, with a ticket. Yes. Last time he was at a big Canes sporting event, he snuck in. Snuck in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Bible the bathroom. Bowl. Clip Rock said, I'll take Noah's Ark for $200. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22.6. Amen. Don't fact check me on that. <laughs> we'll be back with you. Pirate Radio Live, Wade Mentor, after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back brown and wood is your home of the best selection of gmc cadillac buick and mazda in eastern north carolina since 1937 shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on greenville boulevard Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chan Man here. Uh, missed our Players Lounge presented by Delcor on Monday. The Pirates were rained out, uh, didn't get all their work in Sunday, kind of punted on that. Uh, so 
unavailable on monday to chat with us we hope to catch up with him this week if not uh, of course next monday cliff goblin was supposed to join us yesterday as well that got moved to today it kind of worked out because bryce williams was going to be unable to join us today so for you bryce williams fans we have uh push bryce back to next tuesday he will join us but we will talk to the head baseball coach of the pirates cliff goblin coming up in hour number three of today's show right now we will talk some hurricanes hockey not only are they playing great but they'll be under the spotlight this weekend stadium series game outdoor game at carter finley stadium wade mentor is the pa announcer of the carolina hurricanes at pnc arena he joins us today on the pirate radio live line wade appreciate your time how you doing I'm doing great, Cliff. Looking forward to a fun weekend here in Raleigh. It's a big event coming up. Yes, sir. Heading outdoors uh, for the stadium series. And uh, the Hurricanes will be uh, playing in Carter-Finley Stadium against the Capitals. And, Wade, this will be uh, under the lights, 8 o'clock Saturday night. And uh, first time the Hurricanes have hosted an outdoor game. And there there's so many games in the, the NBA season and the uh, Major League Baseball season and in the nhl season so uh, for this one uh, you know you, you'll get your points if you win a uh, point if you uh, overtime loss and and uh it, it'll be just another game but it is an event and uh it's a way to to kind of showcase uh what's going on there in raleigh what's going on with the canes and i don't know something to get excited about here in the in the middle of the regular season it really is you know i think that the Canes franchise is their 25th season and has really grown in terms of relevance, in terms of fan support, and the last few years in terms of being a consistent winner in the league and being able to have an event of this scale in Raleigh on ABC, on ESPN, is huge for the franchise. It, it really legitimizes what uh, owner Todd London's been doing and it legitimizes what Coach Rod Burnhamore's been doing. And it legitimizes the triangle as a as a major hockey market to get an event like this. So we're all real excited. It's going to be a very unique experience to have that many fans yelling and screaming, uh, looking on from the stands at Carter Family, and hopefully the kids can get inspired by that and get the two points. Wade, uh, despite the success this team has had going to the playoffs, advancing in the playoffs, uh, under Rod Brendamore and with this group of players that they've assembled, it, it, do you still feel like that maybe nationally, and I know the diehards know uh, what the Canes have done this last, what, three, four, five years, however long it's been now, but do you still feel like that, I don't know, smaller market, maybe the Hurricanes kind of get lost in the national shuffle when it comes to, to hockey, even though they're, what, the, the second most points in the in the league this year? Do you still feel like there's a little bit of disrespect? I don't know if it's necessarily disrespect. I think that fans and media markets in other cities are kind of locked in on their own. Uh, you know, the Canes have been on a very strong streak over the last four or five years in coming relevant. You can see that in the fact that we're getting more national TV games, that we're getting more attention. Um, but, you know, ultimately, if you're in Toronto, if you're in Montreal, if you're in New York, uh, you're probably not going to spend that much time thinking about <clears throat> teams outside of your metro area. And, you know, that's fine. The Canes are trying to be the best version of themselves they can be. I think the folks in the know are definitely taking notice, and the best way to get other people to pay attention to you is to bring home a pretty large piece of silver. So uh, <laughs> I think that's the goal for this year and pretty much every year going forward. 
Wade, uh, for the Canes games I have been to, and it's been just a handful, uh, one was a playoff game. It was actually against uh, those Washington Capitals, and the tailgate scene was awesome. Uh, here in the, the South, we love our tailgating football season, and that can apply to hockey as well. So what's the buildup going to be like uh, Saturday? It's a night game, so are there events, festivities planned? I know people do their own tailgating, but that entire day, uh, are there, there plans to make it a special day? Yeah, it's really starting from Friday when the team in the city of Raleigh are putting on an all-day fan fest downtown on Fayetteville Street. Uh, Going to have a lot of events. The Stanley Cup will be there. Kane's alumni will be signing autographs, food trucks, bands, the whole nine yards. Kind of one of my favorite bands from the 90s. Super Chunk is going to be playing on the stage there, so that's kind of cool to be able to see them live. So it's an all-day party on Friday, and then, like you said, we love our tailgating. One of the hidden advantages of PNC Arena being located where it is is that you've got acres and acres of parking. The tailgate culture is something people have been remarking on since the 2001 season. And I think the the Cane has to be out in force as soon as they're allowed to get into the lots. Uh, lots officially open at 2 o'clock. We'll see if anyone sneaks in a little bit earlier, but I think the tailgate's going to be one for the ages. I'm looking at the um, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard uh, for Saturday and looking at all the games and you can go see the Calgary Flames. It's got a link to Vivid Seats uh, for as low as $29. Uh, Coyotes and Kings, as low as $30. Uh, for the Hurricanes-Capitals game weight, it says uh, for as low as $221. Uh, you can go. I mean, it, it's uh, been a hot ticket. Uh, folks will be uh, maybe trying to squeeze in last minute, but uh, how many uh, are we expecting to pack out Carter-Finley on Saturday night? Absolutely. I think they're getting at least 51,000 in the building. Wow. Uh, the league has released another set of tickets. They've been snapped up within minutes, if not hours. Um, and there's definitely demand. You know, I think there was a lot of questions around the league when they awarded uh, an outdoor game to Raleigh in a, in a you know, D1 football stadium. Would the Canes be able to fill it? Would it be kind of you know a sad look if there were a bunch of empty seats? And the answer to that has been a resounding, we got it. Um, from the moment tickets were available, every piece of inventory has been snapped up. I know the, the ticket sales team loves that, even though it is a league production. And, you know, we really want to show what we do down here to the rest of the world. And a packed Carter-Finley Stadium is going to be the way to do it. And, yeah, it's tough to find a ticket even on the resale market these days. So, uh we have definitely uh, stepped up and done what we promised to do, which was fill the stadium. Wade Mentor joining us, PA announcer, when the Canes are inside uh, in the PNC Arena. So, Wade, what will be your role uh, on Saturday? Are you a regular fan? Uh, will you be in a working capacity, uh, emergency goalie? Uh, what's, what's Wade Mentor going to be doing? Yeah, so um, this is a NHL production. It's not a Canes production, so the NHL is kind of running the show here. And the league has our own set of people, PA announcer, uh, DJ, game host, that sort of thing that they bring in. But they do try to bring in a little bit of the local flavor. So um, I should be part of the show, uh, splitting time with Al Murdoch of the Vancouver Canucks, who's the NHL's kind of traveling PA announcer. I believe I'll be doing kind of all the in-game stuff, goals and penalties, things like that. And Al will be doing uh, everything that goes out on TV, sponsorship reads, that sort of thing. So... Uh, I'll have a role in the show. It won't be as big of a role as I have for a normal game, but it's not a normal game. And I'm looking forward to, to meeting Al. He's a great guy, and 
you know, doing what I can in my part to make it a memorable experience for the Caniac. Wade Minter joining us. Kane's coming off a loss to the Rangers, and I uh, saw a lot of folks on my social media timeline that were at that game, disappointed in the outcome, and, and the Canes uh, played the Capitals on the road before uh, they get that game coming up on Saturday. Wait, it, you know, for if you're Rob Brindamore, you, you love the spotlight on Raleigh and the team and, and everything you got going on. It, you probably try to not make it a distraction. So, I don't know. Has there been any talk from the, the coach, uh, the players, Wade, about, all right, we still got hockey to play. We still got to keep up our good form. We can't kind of lose sight of uh, the main thing here with uh, this big game going on Saturday. Yeah, I think Rob Brindamore is one of the best coaches in the world at keeping his team steady, even keel, focused on the job at hand. You know, it's going to be a really cool experience for everyone on the team, whether it's their first game outdoors or, you know, in the case of like a Derek Stepan, it's his fifth or so. Um, enjoy the experience, but, you know, once the whistle blows, it's it's an NHL game. You need the points to stay pace with where you are. <laughs> Uh, news just came out today that uh, Capitals captain Alex Ovechkin is yeah. taking some time away from the team uh, to deal with a, a, a family health matter. You know, so we all wish him the best, and you know, no one wants to be in a spot where you know your family's going through something. Um, but you know that changes Rob Brennan's game plan a little bit in the fact that uh, Alex Ovechkin doesn't look like he's going to be playing either tonight when the Canes are up in D.C. or Saturday. Uh, Caps still have a lot of weapons, but you know that does kind of tilt the odds a little bit more in the Canes' favor to remove a player like that from the ice. And you know, hopefully, he's back with his family in good health here real soon. Yeah, I saw that news uh, this morning, Wade, and uh, one of the coolest, well, the, the coolest thing I saw when I went to the Canes and Capitals playoff game was the Hurricanes winning and that place being absolutely electric. Uh, the second coolest thing I saw was. Uh, Alex Ovechkin scoring on a one-timer. It's really cool to see the best uh, of the best live and in person. And Wade, you've been able to do that over the years while pulling on the Kaniacs. You've seen some great individuals uh, skating on the ice, and Ovechkin's got to be uh, at, uh, if not at the top of the list, very near. I mean, you know, you've got somebody who has his own spot on the power play. It's the OB spot. And, you know, as much as people try to stop him, he continues to score from there with ease. Um, you know, at his age, I think he's um, 35, 36, 37, something like that. Mm. He's still playing at an extremely high level. Uh, one of the only guys who's got a chance to break Gretzky's goal record if he continues playing at that high level. And, yeah, I mean, you know, you want the Canes to win. Uh, we always like it when, when we get to be a storm surge. But it's a real treat as a hockey fan to see some of these legendary players, <clears throat> Ovechkin, McDavid, Crosby, you know, those folks from other teams, and just getting a chance to watch them work on a big stage. So, you know, it's great when you shut them down, but even if you don't, you get a chance to say, you know, I saw something, some, something very cool. Wade Mitchell joining us. First time we've chatted Wade since the All-Star festivities. And uh, Hurricanes uh, had the fastest skater, Andre Svechnikov, uh, winning that uh, at the skills competition. So uh, good to see a, a Kane standing out there All-Star weekend. Yeah, it's the third straight year that Kane has won an individual skills competition with Sebastian Ajo and Jacob Slavin winning the previous two uh, shooting accuracy contests and Andre Svechnikov winning the fastest skater this year. Uh, I actually took my youngest daughter down to the All-Star game, a little daddy-daughter trip. So nice. we were down there in the stands and 
South Florida to see Svetch uh, get the win. Uh, you know, we were we were cheering louder than anybody else when we saw that happen. Wade Mitzer joining us uh, on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Wade, uh, the trade deadline. Uh, have, are we there yet uh, with the NHL? Give us an update on that. We still got a few more weeks. Okay. Things are heating up. You see, uh, you know, the New York Rangers made a move bringing in Vladimir Tarasenko from St. Louis. You saw the New York Islanders make a move uh, bringing in Bo Horvat from Montreal. I would love to see good players go somewhere other than the Metro Division one year. I don't think that's going to happen. The Metro just keeps getting tougher and tougher. It's the toughest division in the league. It shows no sign of letting up. Uh, the Canes do have approximately $10 million in cap space they can use at the deadline due to long-term injury reserve from uh, Andre Kasha, who played one game with the team, and Max Pacioretty, who played five games with the team. So kind of the conventional wisdom is that we'll see the Canes make use of that cap space. You know, you can't take it with you. Whether or not it's a, a rental player, someone who's on an expiring contract, whether it's somebody that they, have, they can get with term to be part of the team long term. Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, Don Waddell's keeping close to his desk as president and general manager. But I would personally be pretty surprised if the Canes got through the trade deadline with no moves. Um, you know, they're, they're a contender. They're the second-best team in the NHL. Like any other team, they've got weaknesses that they have the opportunity to address. They anticipated having Max Pacioretty uh, coming back from that Achilles injury as their second-half kind of scoring threat. That's obviously not going to happen now with that re-injury to that Achilles so, you know, they're mentioned in trade rumors with a lot of high-level players, and we'll, you know, have to see what happens over the next three weeks. Wade Mitzer joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. 30 games left to go in the season, Wade, and when uh, the, the weather starts to turn uh, here and uh, we, we get into that spring, you think about, I don't know, March Madness around here. We think about East Carolina baseball. For you, uh, you start to think about, um, big time playoff hockey and kind of jockeying for position. So we uh, still got a ways to go, Wade. But we'll see how the Canes finish out these uh, these last thirty games. High hopes, though, uh, I'm sure for uh, Stanley Cup run here in uh, 2023. I think so. Um, the team's been very consistent. Um, they've had more winning streaks than they've had losing streaks. And again, the Metro is very tough. Three of the top six teams in the NHL are from the Metro. Mm. Uh, you've got Carolina with 76 points, the Devils with 73, and the Rangers with 70. Wow. So, you know, unlike Boston, who's kind of coasting with a you know, 11-point cushion in their division, Canes don't have that luxury. So, you know, barring a surprise, they're certainly a playoff team. I think that they have a chance to win the division. Uh, I think that they potentially have a chance to pass Boston. And then it's uh, really a question of what can you do in the playoffs. I think the last couple of years have been pretty disappointing for the team based on – how they exited versus where they thought they were going to go. Hopefully that provides some extra motivation for the team to, to get over the hump this year. And wow, you, you look at those numbers, Wade, with the uh, Canes and Devils and Rangers, who you mentioned just in the Metro there, but the Bruins, uh, the Maple Leafs, the Lightning. I mean, these uh, this, this Eastern Conference uh, playoffs is going to be awesome. It really is. I mean, you have to go all the way down to seventh in the league to find anybody in the West. Um you know, the, the East is the, the be- better conference and the Metro is the better division, which means there's nothing easy. You're not going to get handed anything. Yeah. You can't really coast. And, you know, the, the downside of that is the games are all tougher. They all mean more. The upside of that is if you can come out of that division, I think you're well positioned to take advantage of teams that may not have had to play at that level. 
Wade Mincer joining us. Wade, uh, have a blast on Saturday, man. And uh, for for those of us not attending, uh, throw out uh, some stuff on your social media so we can live it along with you. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, have fun this weekend, and we'll chat with you uh, later this season, Wade, and uh, talk more Canes hockey with you. All right, thanks, Cliff. Go Canes. Wade Minter, PA announcer of the Carolina Hurricanes, joining us. Big deal going on Saturday. Carter Finley Stadium. Jonathan Ellerby will give us a first-hand account when he uh, joins us next Tuesday. He'll be heading there on Saturday night to see the Canes and the Caps. And kind of a bummer, Alexander Ovechkin will not be playing uh, for the Caps, it appears, in that game as he is away from the team dealing with a family matter. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap up Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Mike Mullis joins us Hour 2, Hour 3. Cliff Goblin, ECU head baseball coach, will join Troy D and I to get you ready for the 2023 season. We'll talk uh, some Pirate Baseball, some Super Bowl, uh, some Jeff Charles, and more with Mike Mullis when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential copy pro has been in eastern north carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Happy Valentine's Day to those who celebrate and to those that don't. Kind of a, uh, I don't know. I like to call it Treat Yourself Day. There you go. Hope you're uh, or able to do Singles that. Awareness Day. Singles Awareness. Yeah, Mike Mullis is here. He's a lover. <laughs> Hello, Molly. Hey, bud. Uh, munching down on a tootsie roll. Molly said well, he's a fan of uh, one. I'm, I'm not a big tootsie roll guy. <laughs> do you like the dance? I like the song. If I had my power rankings, I'd go song, dance, candy. Uh, that would be mm, my. I respect power. that list. While I respect that, uh, unfortunately, we are fans of the candy on this side of the glass because yes. we have destroyed this bag. Thank you, Bo Bats. And thank you for not chewing into the mic, Molly. That is very annoying when people yeah, do that. It, it aggravates me when you do it. <laughs> I knew it. Molly and I do share a common interest. We uh, we both enjoy a good Werther's original, which I have not had in a long time. How do you feel about that, Chandler? A what? I knew he was going to say Come that. on, man. You a don't Werther's? Know what, a Werther's? Oh, they're so good. It's not necessarily... Is it a butterscotch or it's... It's ish. Yes, it's elevated butterscotch. It's an ish. I yeah. think I know what you're talking about. Right. Are you going to Google it? Mm-hmm. Do I see you going to Google? He's going to Google. <laughs> That's where kids are these days. Werther's. Google original. the candies. Tell me how it tastes after you Google it up. I'll tell you who... You got a 3D printer in there? You can print us one? <laughs> you know a guy that hates Google? Mike Mullis. Let's see. Because before Google... Oh, yeah. Everybody thought Mully was the smartest guy in the world. Because he could, because Mully can argue, debate. Now people can look up his, his BS and see that he's wrong. I can leave. <laughs> I do not have to be here. 
I don't. There's absolutely <laughs> nothing that that even like like I'm good. I got to see Chandler and Shirley and have a tootsie roll. Come I can, on, I can bounce. Come on, man. Okay, we love you, Mullen. Mm-hmm. We love you. Uh, this is uh, this is a throwaway segment. This is just, we got to take another break. So we're just chit chatting here. We're having fun banter. We it is fun. It's, we're having a lot of fun. Definitely banter. Let me look. Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard before we take a timeout. ECU back in action coming up on Wednesday night. Uh, that is going to be an emotional night in Menji's Coliseum um, with no Jeff Charles uh, calling the game for the Pirates. We'll talk uh, some more about the voice coming up in just a moment. Uh, but that's coming up on Wednesday night. Tonight, top 25 action, Creighton is at providence nc state on the road at syracuse the Wolfpack 20 and 6 overall 10 and 5 in the acc uh they are taking on uh, the orange tonight cuse a one-point road favorite so state uh, dominated a road contest against boston college over the weekend back on the road tonight kansas will be at oklahoma state k-state at oklahoma how about last night chandler i think we've already missed the boat but man we should have got in our miami hurricanes futures a long time ago they're the real deal yeah not that carolina's great but like they're they're the real deal in a really bad acc that is true i I mean i don't know what their schedule is i don't know who else they've beaten yeah but there's not a whole lot to the acc that is true. I heard uh, some talking head the other day had them pick had the ACC at like the seventh conference in the country. Mm. Wow, it is down. That's so crazy. that's going to catch up with Miami in the tournament. You're saying, Mullen? Yeah, yeah. Fifteenth yeah. in the country right now, twenty one and five overall. In I, what I would agree with a down year uh, and maybe a majorly down year. I mean, you look at the top. Virginia is good, not great, but good. Pittsburgh. I don't know what they are. <laughs> Clemson's up there, and NC State's up there. And State's got good players in uh, the big fella, Burns, Burns. and Baby T. But, uh, no, you're right, with Duke, Carolina down. Um, Wake Forest, not as good as they were. Virginia Tech has taken a major step back from where yeah, they were. So it's just kind of yeah, kind of a bunch also rands. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Mully is here. We'll talk some Super Bowl. We'll talk some voice uh, and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 2 here on a Tuesday. Also, if you want to chime in with uh, what you remember, calls, meetings, interactions with the voice Jeff Charles, you can do so. We did it yesterday. We'll do it again today, 317-1250. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back from Sales to Service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. Shop all of their inventory now at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton for his sponsorship of the program. 
Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. We'll be gearing up for some Pirate Baseball. We'll talk to Cliff Godwin coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. So about an hour from now, Cliff Godwin will join uh, Troy D. And uh, for that, Mike Mullis here getting ready for some baseball. We were talking uh, some World Baseball Classic at the Super Bowl uh, party this Sunday, Mully, and that have you seen the Dominican Republic lineup? No, but that's, it's probably ridiculous. <laughs> it is super ridiculous. I'll see if I can find it. Well, seeing that, you know, the Latin American countries still take this thing very seriously. They roll out their best guys, and they take pride in, in you know, playing it. So, good on them. Um, well, do you think you, like, if you were, I don't know, a, a pitcher, like... Well, their pitchers are, I mean... I don't think their best pitchers are going... I think it, the hitters are, but like if you're a pitcher, would you have that pride factor, or would you be like, I don't want to blow yeah, my arm I mean, out and lose out on a? Well, if you were going to blow it, if you're going to blow it out there, you're going to blow it out anyway. If you're under a major league baseball contract, you're paid anyway. So I mean, I you know, yeah, I, I don't know. It's again, you're asking the wrong person. I you know they they, um, I, I, I I've never been in that position. I don't know, I, but it's. It's kind of sad, you know. It's supposed to be America's pastime, America's game, and it's 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 so far from that. Uh, that is coming up next month. I'm trying to pull up their exact. Uh, and I would think their pitchers, you know, especially starters. I mean, what are they going to go twice? Right, and I, they might have even limits on it too. Well, I I, you know, yeah, probably. We're, we're, that's kind of the world we live in right now. Dominican Republic, uh, they've got Vlad Jr., Manny Machado, Rafael Devers, Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, Wander Franco, Jeremy Pena, um, and it looks like Sandy Alcantara will pitch for him, um, and Christian Javier from the Strohs as well. I mean, they are just I, who wouldn't want to pitch with that lineup? Yeah, really. I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I did, you know. I'm sure you saw two major league baseballs decided to keep the uh, the the, go, the ghost man at second base kind of deal in extra innings, which is I don't know. It's just that's just where the game is, I guess. Yeah. And then you know there was another stat I saw where, uh, gosh, last year I think it was last year there were like 32 position players forced into pitching last year, mm-hmm. and up and prior to that the the record high was like nine. And that was in like 06. So I guess, you know, with the, with the, with the new push for offense and is I mean, that like, but do you want to see that removed from the game? I mean, it, no, it's part of it. It's part of managing what you have on the back end with your staff, yeah. but it's the uh, only way to do it would be to add more pitchers on the roster, right? Right. Well, that's right. And, and it's, um, I don't know, man, it's, um, maybe, maybe we get to the point we see more of that. So there's more chance for home runs. I don't know. It, it's again, man, the game. It's just it really frustrates me right now, and it's um, you know I I will say I'm so glad college baseball's back. Uh, my my one of my sons said yesterday something about um, you know the season start whatever. I said yeah, and they were like we know because you just don't really like major league baseball anymore. I said no. Speaking of which, Molly, uh, Red Sox manager Alex Cora said, uh, "Wait till you see them." They look like a pizza box, referring to the new bases. New bases, yeah. He says uh, the new bases, uh, they look like a pizza box, to be honest with you. So it says uh, 15 square inches to 18 square inches. He said, wait till you see them. So, you know, I haven't seen them on a field. It might be, uh, might have to do a double take at first, but I, I forgot about that. I'm just reading that today yeah. as he talked yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, so. we talked about it some last year. I, 
I mean, it's just a put, you know, of course they're saying it's a safety thing, but I, I mean, if they were going to go safety, we'd have had the double bags at first base. Yeah. The like, one on the, know, foul yeah, the one that's in foul ground, but, um, but you know, it's, it's an offensive thing. I, you know, you got, you got to feel like that and it's, um, I don't know, man. It's again, it's, it, it seems like we're addressing the parts of the game that aren't broken. Yeah. Let's get bigger bases, and we're going to extend the oven mitt the guys wear another right. Uh, and, foot. Right. So now you've just bought yourself. You know, if you get if you get three inches on the glove and three inches on the bag, you you, you know a half foot changes a lot of plays in baseball. Yeah. All right. So there's uh, MLB. We'll uh, reluctantly talk about that with Mully uh, I mean, as we move along. I, I, and again, I just can't figure out where where the where the thought process is. I mean, I you know I, I had the little. Um, a brainchild or brain fart of, of 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 ways to possibly at least make it more spectator friendly uh you know trying to speed the game up reward different plays and you know whatever but i don't know i i just think it's one of those things that, that's probably a, a baseball fan's gonna be, be a baseball fan um until they start doing these things but these things are not going to bring in non-baseball fans to love a game because the games are still going to take a long time and it just is what it is. The games are still going to have a ton of downtime. That's why you, you know, you oh, it's a two-one game. That's a good ball game. A four-three game is a good ball game. That's that's just not what this, you know, society's after. To you, so these changes it could be a net zero, but it certainly won't be a positive. As I don't as even fans. see where the net zero is because I don't know what fans it brings in. Right. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, I, I, I think you, you, you know, I've become a far more casual observer of the game than i've ever been in my life so i would count myself as being you know kind of taken out of the fold what if mlb was on espn plus like college baseball because you might have said you'll if you'll look through it and mm-hmm. say oh okay i'll, yeah, check I'll watch that game right yeah i mean and you think you'd watch it more or? no yeah i mean not not we we keep i don't like i don't want to watch games where you watch three you know three punch outs in an inning is regular three you know three three hitters swinging through pitches not making contact i don't you know i just don't like the the brand of baseball i i still like there was something on it might have been the jeter deal uh where they you know they did the four-parter or whatever it was and watching the don mattingly's and the those guys the way they went about played the game in that generation even as jeter was coming in as a rookie that's the baseball that I fell in love with. When guys like Pete Rose were just revered for their hustle or, or even going, you know, Willie Bays and, and, I mean, all the running bases, Ricky Henderson stealing bags, that that was that was fun baseball to watch. And we do – I mean, we just don't have that game anymore. Well, you do have that action uh, in college baseball, uh, which is what you enjoy. East Carolina and George Washington get the season underway. Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. We talked to Aaron Fitt from D1 Baseball on Friday. He says, as far as the conference goes, Mully, it's East Carolina and everybody else again. And we'll see how that plays out. But, man, these last, I think, four full seasons, it's been 20 and 4, 20 and 4, 20 and 8, 20 and 4. Like, they have just dominated this conference. And uh, Aaron Fitz thinks, uh, Fitt thinks that will continue this year how about before we get there molly the non-conference and and overall how you feel about this uh pirate baseball team i mean who knows and that's what kind of is curious to me about aaron fit i mean i think right now and you'll have cliff on this afternoon i mean he's got a a, he's got an idea where the team's going but it's just like we saw last year he's 20 games in still constantly juggling things yep so i mean i you know you've got a lot of new faces out there the whole conference has a lot of new faces so I mean, I, I, baseball is a really, really hard game to forecast. I, I think it'll be, 
you know, right now they're, they're, they're obviously throwing the LSUs, Tennessees, the kind of the SEC heavy uh, top end. But a lot of that is based off of LSU went out and had just a killing in free agency. LSU brought in five, six the, guys. Uh, they the got Tommy. Tommy they got the guy from uh, Air Force that was a conference two-way player of the year. They got a pitcher of the year from uh, another conference. I mean, so you would think on paper with those resumes, those would be the guys. But just like last year, everybody had Tennessee picked a cakewalk their way through Omaha and it didn't happen. Aaron said the number one team hasn't won the championship since 99 I would or something. think that's completely that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I it's mean, crazy, but then again, it's not because it's baseball. It's baseball. That's yeah. right. Well, it, you know, yeah. It, and to start calling to start calling games at this point in the season, you know, the, the transfers are not as heralded in college baseball, yeah. but they are certainly uh, hugely impactful and what happens, I mean, take Coastal Carolina last year, who we saw here in the regionals. Man, they lost like four, three, four, five, like starters, contributors, like guys that uh, a couple of, you know, maybe three or three of those still had eligibility left. I think the draft got a couple, but then they went out and brought in guys that uh, they brought in from, you know, quote unquote, big time programs. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I just, baseball is, it's hard to call it this early in the year uh aaron talked about the studs obviously jacob jenkins coward and carter spivey and those guys that said who else could potentially be on an all-american list by the end of the year he uh he said keep an eye out for ryan mccrystal behind the plate and, and i said that to to Igo, and he said well you know justin wilcoxon's look good too like I, that I, I think both of those guys are in the lineup every day i think the only thing that keeps them out of the lineup is is where they're at with that third catcher because obviously if you have one dh and a one catching it it hinks up everything if one of them were to get hurt whoever's catching gets hurt so um but so but i think you i think you're gonna be in a position and i know cliff feels good about his depth and and there's clearly some depth out there uh but man both those guys what i saw in the fall uh and i hadn't seen much this spring and probably man both those guys really, really hit. And McChrystal came off a banner year in summer baseball. So, I mean, I I think you got to have them both in line. I don't, I don't know that you have a choice. Molly, uh, you talk to folks. No folks. How about North Carolina, NC State, uh, Duke? Man, I, I literally think, you know, State lost a bunch and State brought a bunch in. And uh, Carolina's Carolina. I think they like their club just from what I understand. But, again, man, just it, it's – it's just so different, and it's it's so hard. You you expect those teams uh, to be right there every year. Um, you know, last year Carolina, Carolina was really bad, and then really good, and really bad, and then they got hot at the right time. Next thing you know, they find themselves you know hosting a super. So it's you know it, it, again, it's it's really really hard to call at this time of the year. It's kind of like we've talked about even with big league ball. It really doesn't matter until the All-Star break. Like, stay around, get to the All-Star break, then the back half of the season is when you have to do what you're going to do. Yeah. And I think college baseball is, is much the same, just in a kind of an abbreviated format. And and maybe that mark is, you know, somewhere around, what, spring break, back half of spring, you know, that's th- somewhere in there where, you know, now it's time to kind of pull this thing together. Mike Mullis joining us inside the uh, Pirate Radio studios. Uh, you know, hang out another segment. Sure. Can you? All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More with Mully when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a lovely Tuesday in Eastern North Carolina. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. A couple weeks ago, Chandler, we were talking about beefs and sports and... Uh, we got one going here uh, about an hour ago juju smith schuster tweeted out uh, and you'll see these today these valentine's cards these sports valentine's day cards uh but it's a picture of james bradbury eagles corner and it says i'll hold you when it matters most and uh what do you think about that molly is that funny is that I mean, supposed to be it, funny it's witty I, well, yeah, okay. be funny. I agree with you like i think it's pretty good aj brown eagles uh receiver did not think it was funny he said first off congratulations y'all deserve it this is lame you was on the way out of the league before mahomes resurrected your career on your one one year deal tiktok boy he admitted that he grabbed you but don't act like you're like that or ever was but congratulations again aj brown so there you go we've got twitter beef <laughs> thanks for uh <laughs> thanks for reading that to everybody that's good i like that. good stuff right there anybody man. ever called you tiktok boy? good stuff now all right tiktok boy no. <laughs> what do you think of super bowl molly <laughs> it sucked what'd you think of the super bowl molly that was all right i mean it was kind of vanilla it was a good game what you asked me what i thought there's no need to squeal that you thought it was a good game That's i a think good off the air you mentioned that yeah i left and went home too because i was tired i was tired okay so it wasn't that good then you were not engaged enthralled just it just felt like you couldn't peel your eyes away i would say out of the super bowls i watched it was in the top 50 percent. yeah okay 20 boy 30, that's a high bar top 30. boy that means it's good huh it's a solid <laughs> d plus all right you, you look at stuff just like my kids dad but i'm passing what did you think of uh, Rihanna? I thought it was good. I enjoyed that. My wife really. She's a she's a she's a Riri fan. So. Rihanna is one of those where you don't realize uh, how many songs you know that she has performed. Yeah, no, so. it, was, it was pretty good. I thought. I tell you what, it took some nerve to stand on those uh, those hanging platforms. It didn't appear as though they were tied off, but that'd have been a little nervy. What did y'all think of uh, Rihanna over there in Studio B? Bleep that I have my money. And we were just talking about that. I was like, you know what? Out of all the songs, I didn't think she was going to start with that. Because, you know, we talked yeah. about, you know, that was one of the prop bets. One of, yeah. Which song would she start with first? Uh, no. Was there and a prop she, bet if she was going to be pregnant? That's the first thing I said. I said, um, I think she's pregnant. That yeah, was the when talk I first, of the Super Bowl party I was at. Yeah, when, I first, when I first saw, the, there was one shot and I was like, oh, yeah, she's pregnant. The people I was with, she had a baby. She had it last year. I was like, she could be pregnant again. Do they not understand? Did you have to teach them the birds yes, and the bees? Yes, we literally had to have sex head. Right there. Yes. Yeah, say, and you know what? That's why I didn't like it. You shouldn't be having those conversations during a Super Bowl halftime show. I said, now it's time for the talk. <laughs> I, uh, it was fine. She played the hits. I liked it. A lot of people didn't like it. I think I, a lot of people wouldn't I, have liked anything. I think there's a yeah. clear line. If you if we, if we charted that, 
on like a uh you know a, a, there, there's some clear metrics as to uh <laughs> folks that decided that it was the worst thing they'd ever seen but again you they probably don't like rihanna or know her music or like her music so why did you was there any thought that they would like it like i don't like rihanna i don't like this kind of music but i'm gonna give this halftime show a chance no i mean you're not gonna like it i don't i think the only the, the ones that could, that like have swayed people were probably like uh, bruno mars like people may have not known bruno mars going into his halftime show and how about gaga not, gaga was uh, great uh, I, I mean people that that watched it and they were like you know what i kind of like this because he's kind of takes you back to like jackson five-ish type yeah he's stuff. a throwback yeah, yeah. and then, you know so i but i um uh, but rihanna is 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 clearly her genre of music yeah but now i thought the national anthem was freaking awesome oh, too i thought chris, chris Stapleton Stapleton killed, killed it. it yeah newton says horrible halftime show horrible. horrible well i mean i've seen halftime shows that i didn't think like where i either didn't like the artists or i wasn't very familiar with their music and such I've, as oh gosh um you've been familiar with everybody's music surely yeah well, i don't, I don't uh, think they would okay, run somebody good, out there that you didn't i don't think there you mean music you didn't like necessarily yeah like tom um, petty yeah tom petty comes to mind well but uh, that was the year that you know of course he froze they froze yeah i didn't see that when it i mean it locked up on our stuff yeah and i lost my mind because i was one of those people that went out and bought a new tv um so i could watch the super bowl on a decent sized tv you thought it was broke and i thought it broke <laughs> and well, Shirley, I, before you do that again come to my house we'll yeah, let you i love well we I, can even put you in your own room with a tv if you yeah, want to well know. i lost my Shirley took the tv back during the super bowl and said this thing don't work no so, i was absolutely tom petty still froze on my tv <laughs> yeah well i mean i knew a couple of tom petty songs but i didn't know his whole repertoire like i was not one of those you know fans that thought you were an american girl yeah well american girl was one of the songs that i did know but um but for the most part i mean there were some that i thought "Eh, they're kind of lukewarm when it comes to the performance itself well has anybody ever told you don't come around here no more no not really no i find that hard to believe I don't think there's been a halftime show where everybody came together and said, man, what a halftime show Prince that was. Prince is about as Since close Prince. as Prince. Is I, how Prince, Prince. Or, yeah. or maybe the U2 performance right after September 11th. Yeah. Well, maybe. There you go. But those are the top two in terms of my favorites. Those are the top two. I heard, I heard Michael Jackson's was pretty good. His was decent, but he lip synced the absolute mess out of that one. Yeah. Jansen says the halftime show should feature an artist local to the venue it is being played in. Local flavor is always a good move. Local flavor. Well, they did that last year in LA. I disagree. Like they did it last the year in world, LA. I, the entire world is watching. I, I don't know. I don't care who's from Arizona. There's nobody that stands out in my mind that's an Arizonian that would be. You know, that kind of makes me think of like. Uh, you know, live from the Red Rocks, we get uh, John Tesh up there playing the flute or whatever he does. Oh, right, he's got to play the basketball. Count thing. me in. Are you li- are you uh, looking up musicians from Arizona? Why, yes, I am. <laughs> oh boy, great and minds think alike. Stevie Nicks, Shirley. Oh man, oh, God, yeah. the good. That was my uh, song. I danced with my mother uh, at my wedding. Did that remind you of? That it? was Shirley's exactly tradition. like it. Took me right back. Oh, rest oh. in peace, Chester Bennington. Rest oh, from Lincoln Park. Uh, rest oh. in peace, Marty Robbins. 
Help me out with Linda Ross. Uh, Ronstadt. Ronstadt. I don't know eyes. much. The blue eyes. Jordan blue Sparks. Eyes. But I know I love you. All right, so who are you getting, Jansen? No, there's, there's nobody that there's most of them you mentioned are Brett deceased. Michaels. Alice Cooper. <laughs> Poison. That would have been kind of cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. Those dudes are 100. Dirks Bentley. Are they popular now? Well, it's a well, person. He's been around. Oh, I thought that was a group name. That's no, one that's, guy. that's one name guy. Dirks. Dirks is. All right, there you go. Good chat. I think that if if it was Poison in their heyday, that would have been well, one hell of a concert. Surely but we didn't have that option. But I know. The Super know. Bowl is Sunday. I know. I mean, it would have been prop them up and, you know, <laughs> yeah. some Red Bull and hope they make it through it. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> well, you're a funny guy. With Linda Ronstadt. Red Bull gives you wings. <laughs> yeah. The, the strings. Top performance is brought to you by Red Bull. Strings are holding them up. We've already there. seen that. Instruments. Right. The what? Which one was the where they did the uh, Backstreet? Insane. It was Insane. Uh, Molly, uh, talk to you Friday night after uh, the passing of Jeff Charles. More so to kind of say, is this real? Yep. Because it it still doesn't feel real. It's not going to feel real tomorrow when uh, I s- send out a text every Wednesday. Jeff, you uh, available today? He always answered yes. Uh, he's not going to be on the show tomorrow and. Uh, we're gonna have these moments so have it at Minji's coliseum tomorrow night without jeff but man just uh a huge part of everyone's life not just if you're here at pirate radio and and know him personally but growing up uh, a huge part of my life uh on the broadcast and uh same with you molly just uh just unbelievable man yeah no i think you know the tributes that have been paid have been very touching and uh you know it just um, you know, he he, he was, uh, and, and quite frankly, still is hugely impactful for all of Pirate Nation. It, it, you know, his, you know, life is kind of about your legacy, right? His legacy will never be forgotten, and there will always be greatest uh, moments. You know, the Jeff Charles Greatest Hits album kind of deal of uh, great calls in, in Pirate Athletics history. So uh, his legacy will, will move forward, and um, obviously um, he will be gravely missed. I think it'll it'll wednesday night tomorrow night will be will be difficult for a, a lot of folks and i think the next point will probably be you know football season where, where yeah. it, that will certainly be a little bizarre but uh but you know i, I think um you know i think you, you got to spend more time remembering all he did and all the positives that were there and uh and and realizing that we we, we actually got him kind of on borrowed time after his um you know his his, his battle with cancer you so. brought that up molly like he already had one up on the scoreboard yeah, where he had that's right. basically beaten death almost. right right so i mean i you know i think we uh we all get a little selfish sometimes and uh, you know it's it's hard to remember that uh we, we man there's so much to be appreciative for with his life again and his legacy and and all that he did and, all, and, and how he impacted all the pirate uh, pirate nation Molly, uh, 14 years ago, we were both at, uh, was it Pitt Memorial Hospital? Uh, whatever it was called then. It was that that location. Uh, And my daughter was born on the 13th, had a birthday yesterday. You got one coming up tomorrow with your boy. Uh, Yeah, we are actually in Maddie Palooza, which is the birthday month of my child. So he he tends to uh, string this thing out about as far as he can go. Is the Super Bowl bash still going on? He, well, yes, it will continue on until uh, probably the next Super Bowl. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's uh, – yep, we, we're we're celebrating one, then we have two more in March, and then hopefully we can chill out for a little bit. There you go. Thanks for hanging out, Molly. Uh, yep. Looking forward to – hey, we'll be uh, recapping the first week, uh, overreacting. Molly will keep us all 
in check will be overreacting to the first series of baseball next week I, you know what i just hope it's a, a good clean uh a weather weekend i know there's some questionable stuff maybe a little bit chilly and there's a chance for some rain but i just hope uh, the guys get out and get to play and uh you know i mean th- 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 this is how you get better is play against other folks and kind of get get this thing started and uh but yeah it should be a lot of fun man it always is i told shirley off the air earlier it it feels just crazily close uh, or not that long ago that that the season was wrapping i mean it was such a long season they got deep into the postseason and then you know there was really no break because then boom it was straight into football and four home games and blah 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 and then uh you know now and now you know kind of here we are again so um but yeah i um uh, man i'm looking forward to it I, I i do love watching uh college baseball and watching the pirates play we'll see you out there uh this weekend you're gonna be in your uh plan, plan designated to. spot plan to all right good plan deal to. Thanks for hanging out, Molly. Mike Mullis here on a Tuesday. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday afternoon. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 61,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Get you ready for the Pirate Baseball season coming up in Hour 3 of today's show with cliff godwin head baseball coach of the pirates they'll get their season underway coming up this friday so uh, we'll be live on the air as they throw out the first pitch chandler you're gonna be here or at clark leclerc on friday i will be here but i will be making my way out to clark leclerc after the show excellent i will uh, be out there saturday and sunday so looking forward to some pirate baseball we'll break it all down with cliff godwin coming up in about 20 minutes or so uh as i was going through uh some jeff charles calls and uh played a lot of classic football moments yesterday played some hoops moments earlier in this show i was just uh looking at different files actually um after basketball tomorrow night in mingy's we'll uh we'll play some sports trivia at aj's for uh, about an hour and a half or so so if you want to come out uh, after the game head on over to aj's we'll have a good time but I'm going to have a Jeff Charles round on guests that he had on uh, from the booth over the years. And so I put together that. But I was looking through the files, and I, I found this one. And Jeff, we talked about it yesterday, was very kind of – in fact, I remember he did an inside the booth where he said, just give me the scores. Like he was tired of the talking head shows everywhere and everything and screaming back and forth, the fake arguments and stuff yeah. you see on espn and, and fox sports one but um he very rarely got on the old soapbox uh, and talked about things but i found this one and this is towards the end of the 2015 football season the end of the Ruffin mcneil era and i guess the boo birds were out at dowdy ficklin stadium 
Uh, and again, Jeff usually kind of just let things slide, uh, and but he wanted to uh, address this situation. And uh, I played it with, for Troy earlier, and he said it's 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 a timeless message. So you can kind of take out the year and the the coach Ruffin McNeil, the people involved, because that particular situation is in the past now. Nothing you can do to change that, but something that can be applied. Uh, I don't know in the future. But uh, I want to I want to play that. This is from November 2015. Uh, Jeff Charles kicking off his from the booth show uh, with this. There's a couple of things I would like to get out of the way right at the top of the show. And, and number one, personally, this has been bothering me for a few days, and I know it bothers uh, a lot of folks. And I wanted to address this subject before we start our show tonight. And it was the booing that went on at the stadium in East Carolina's last football game against USF. Quite frankly, folks, it was embarrassing. And it was an embarrassing moment, an embarrassing game on a lot of different fronts. But the behavior of, again, not that many Pirate fans. There are a few, and they are the minority of Pirate fans who, for whatever reason, are booing and really booed a lot more than usual. In fact, I can't remember booing at a game as much as uh, as what we witnessed this last game on Saturday night. And just a couple of things uh, I wanted to touch on. Number one, it's classless to do that. Number two, how about all of the recruits who were at the game and, and talking with Coach Ruffin McNeil and folks uh, who were involved, obviously, in the recruiting process this past week. Do you realize there were right at 100 recruits at this game, they were down on the sideline, on the pirate sideline throughout the game, and then they hear all this booing. And I've heard from a number of different fans, and they've said, oh, no, we, we weren't booing the players. We were booing the coaches. Well, number, number one, don't boo the players, please. Please don't also boo the coaches. I mean, they are doing the very best they can, and they are working hard. I can't tell you how hard these guys are working. And then you have – the recruits down there, what in the world do you think is going through the minds of the recruits coming to East Carolina and they're hearing ECU's fans boo their own team and boo their own coaches? Can you imagine what's going through their minds? And, and listen to this part of uh, the equation as well. These kids are being recruited by North Carolina, North Carolina State, maybe Virginia Tech, maybe Clemson, a lot of different schools, Appalachian State, Charlotte, Old Dominion. They're being recruited by all of these schools, so they're taking recruiting visits every week to a school somewhere. And their lasting impression of East Carolina is the fact that their fans boo the team and and they boo the players. And then maybe the next week they go to Old Dominion or Appalachian State and people are very supportive and cheering their team. What do you think is going through the mind of those recruits? So if you're some of the folks who are booing the players or coaches, please note you're having a big effect on, on the attitude that some of these recruits are having, and that is not good. It is a difficult situation here to recruit in any sport at East Carolina, and folks here always roll out the red carpet for the recruits. It's the lifeblood, as we all know, of any college athletics program, and we need everybody in the same boat rowing together, making a great impression for these kids who come in here, many of whom, this is the first time they've ever walked on the campus. So I can't imagine what they think 
when they walk out of that football game and they hear all this booing that's going on. And I was talking with someone the other day. You know, folks, this used to never happen at East Carolina. And I can attest to that because I've been here a long time. I've been here for 28 years. And even during the, the tough years, Steve Logan had some tough years. We all know that John Thompson had two really tough years here. Art Baker had a tough year, his last year here, which was my first year here. Skip Holtz even had some tough times. I mean, if you are a coach, you're going to have some tough times, and you are going to have some tough years. And the Pirates are going through that this year. But I can never remember in all of those years and all of those tough times hearing the booing that we're hearing now. I don't understand it. I think it has something to do with society today and the way things have changed is the way people look at sports. But please remember this. These are college kids. This is college football. This isn't professional sports. And if people want to go to a Hornets game or a Hurricanes game or any other type of professional sporting event, and you want to boo guys making millions of dollars who are grown men, 30 years old, then, then that's a different story. But please remember, these are college kids. This is college football. And these kids are working as hard as they can every day. These coaches are working as hard as they can every single day. And a lot of things have happened with this football program this year. The injuries, a big part of it. So please, please bear that in mind. And when the Pirates play this last home game against the University of Cincinnati, let's all be very positive if we can uh, to this football team and, and this coaching staff. It's been a tough year, and the last thing that they need is for this kind of conduct and this kind of behavior going on in the stadium. That is Jeff Charles from 2015 uh, towards the tail end of the football season, towards the tail end of the Ruffin-McNeil era. And uh, just a message there to the fans and, uh, and Troy D. here in the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, Troy, we played that earlier today. I, I had forgotten about it. I was playing it. You came in, and you said kind of a uh, – a timeless message you can take out the coaches names and the game itself and the particular dates but kind of something that uh i don't know maybe you can use moving forward perhaps never hurts to keep things positive mm-hmm. and uh that, that is a good message regardless of the situation and um you know I, I thought jeff was right on the money on that i think uh I, i've never been I, we've said this before one time we haven't heard it in a long time but i've never a fan of uh people booing your own team uh, now, professional sports might be a different deal. People yeah. pay a lot of money. They're pros. You get after they, the Bears. I'll get after the Commanders. Yeah, uh, but, easy. Uh, you may not be happy at times with what's going on, or you could be disappointed, and, and you can call in a postgame show and different things. But I've never been a fan of booing your own school, you know, regardless, regardless of the situation or what happens in the game. That's just, you know, you can choose not to clap if you don't want to. But I just – I agree with Jeff. I think booing your own school does no good. And, boy, the recruit thing, when he hits it like that, makes a lot of sense. Uh, how are you – what are you, the coach, then going to tell those 100 guys that were there that, like, uh, no, these uh, – it's not always like this. Uh, don't – ignore that. It's not – you know, that, that's tough to uh, to kind of talk away yeah. after you experience And that it. was during some dark times in the program, too. You know, I, I remember that. And times stories. would get and, much, much, much darker. And, yeah, and, and, and but that message needed to be said, and uh, hopefully it fell on the right ears. Yeah, you know, it's not as Jeff said too. It was a minority of fans. Yeah, you know, and sometimes they're they may or may not even be true fans of the program. You know, because I don't I don't know if true fans and people that blood, sweat, and tears would really boo the program. You know, I think it's easier if you don't have an emotional attachment to the school to do that. 
Maybe. In my opinion. Maybe. You know. Uh, but yeah, just, uh, and again, you know, you're, you can boo, you're not going to get arrested, First Amendment, all that stuff. Yeah. Just kind of a, uh, yeah. a suggestion for like you. you. Look, you might get in a little tiff with the wife or the daughter occasionally. You're not going to boo your family, right? <laughs> boo them out of the room. <laughs> you're not going to boo them. <laughs> you work it out. Mike P., uh, with good advice and our, uh, our tagline here at Pirate Radio, don't boo your own school, call into a post-game show and complain about them there. Right. that's what we're here for just, take out all your aggression on the players on me and billy weaver and the fifth quarter crew yeah that's how it's handled professionally <laughs> right. right yes yeah. let's not be crazy about this you don't boo in the stadium and give us that audio gold that we have yeah. saved here yeah to it's local politics bud <laughs> so there you go if you want to complain that the quarterback is only playing because his dad's the pa announcer yeah. and mike houston is too scared to put in a backup yeah, we'll take your call we're the place for yes. to do that <laughs> we are your people if you want to be an idiot in the stands and say that i guess that's on you that yeah. that can that can be your legacy as a fan at daddy ficklin stadium <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's uh, we, the th- cool thing was I was over your shoulder clip when you were playing that, and th- we've got just this treasure trove. I said we could feed all of our Jeff Charles audio into and nowadays. You know, I was talking with Glenn about this, just AI bots and stuff. We could create a whole Jeff Charles bot virtual reality with all of his, you know, visit with the voices and commentaries and play by play. I mean, it's it's incredible what, what the amount of audio we have from Jeff. Yeah uh and boy what a gym that we played earlier troy the pirates going to the ncaa tournament how about and just a shame that you know we haven't we were only able to hear it that one time from yeah. jeff charles and two lot, times ever a lot of people have only heard about that yeah right it's something that they never experienced i was lucky enough to experience that clip you were there at the game in yeah. the ncaa tournament when ecu played unc and it was and and winston-salem it was a great game, actually. Lester Lines played out, lights out, and East Carolina probably gave North Carolina the best half they had of the whole tournament that yeah. year. In the first half, North Carolina would go on to win the national championship that year. So beat Michigan, East Carolina. Um, you look faced the national champion and hung, and they can leave with their head hung high after that game. Shirley, can we hear that one one more time? The CAA championship to send East Carolina to the NCAA tournament. And I remember going to those days, we would go up to Richmond to be at the CA tournament. I'd go with a bunch of buddies from college. We had a great time, and it was a uh, fun little tournament. And uh, to be able to be there in person when that we were losing our minds clip back then. Uh, I didn't realize how good – sometimes you never know how good you have it. Clip, when I was in college, I was telling someone this other day, you know, we were winning conference championships in baseball, going to the NCAA tournament on a regular basis in baseball. We were in basketball. We were in the big dance in football, we, we won a Peach Bowl, finished number nine in the cr- country. I mean, th- this was all during my college career. I was like, man, East Carolina, this is the place right here, baby. They got it rolling. <laughs> this is good times. Yeah. This is good. Just wait until 
Just wait till we, 20 years, 30 years from now. Well, imagine here we are, 30 years from now. Imagine if it's this good right now. Little did I know that would be the mountaintop. Or is it? Last or is I, it? Last I checked, we uh, hosted a Super Regional. That's true. In Clark and Clare Stadium for we the first time ever. We have gone higher in baseball. Yeah. We have never gone higher in basketball or football. Correct. But baseball has keeps climbing that mountain. And we're going to talk to the uh, head mountain climber in charge coming up in a little bit. Can they keep climbing, Clip? Yeah, that is, uh, that's what we're going to see in 2023 out of Clark LeClaire Stadium. There is a basketball game Wednesday night, Troy D., that uh, hopefully fans can get out. And uh, that's going to be an emotional night in Menjee's East Carolina taking on Cincinnati Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. I saw Pirate Radio post. You probably have yeah, the details on this, about Troy. That in a second. But, I mean, was there a better run in college, though? Think about it. NCAA tournament. No, Troy, we've gone over it a million times. I'm just saying how lucky we are. I know. Yeah, I don't don't know what else to say about it. It Just the golden era. Yeah. All right. I feel like we've tied a bow on that and can move on. (laughs) Okay. From that into the. If you want to keep talking about it, Cliff, we will. I'm good on it. Uh, Maybe (laughs) Cliff Goblin want to talk about your days in college for some reason. It was was a great run. Uh, Um, We got information today. We had uh, talked to Debbie earlier, Jeff's wife. They are having a private uh, memorial service this weekend just for the family and some invited guests. They are um, The big public service is going to be actually conducted by ECU, um, and they are working on details of that. We'll announce that once the university gets it uh, arranged. We're hearing it probably going to be in Minji's Coliseum and uh, working on dates and times and things like that. But once the uh, university has all the details, we'll uh, assist them in putting it out there and promoting it. I'm sure there will be tons of people that would love to attend that but uh, the thing this weekend is going to be very small and uh, basically just for the family and, yeah. and, a, and a few other folks 10-4 alright let's uh, get a break in Cliff Godwin ready to go when we return hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live be getting you ready for the 2023 East Carolina baseball season which gets underway Friday when George Washington comes to town that's on the way hour 3 Pirate Radio Live back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation. Integrity Home Mortgage is here. If you're looking to purchase a home, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir today. The Integrity Home Mortgage Team offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve before, during, and after your real estate transaction. To get started, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, or Joanne Weir. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Shirley, count down the days and hours now until ECU baseball season. It'll be East Carolina and George Washington beginning uh, this friday at four o'clock they'll play saturday at two a sunday at one the baseball season is back and troy d to talk about it we've got the head baseball coach of the pirates cliff godwin joining us here in the pirate radio studios coach good to see you 
Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for spending <laughs> it with us. This is very special. I feel like we do this often. I, don't, I, I forgot it was Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, what a beautiful day, mid-February here. Just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, you got to love that. I wouldn't be doing my job if I was going to ask you this, Coach. You got to love the weather today, right? It was awesome. It was really nice. Uh, it's been, to be honest with you, the preseason's been great as far as being mild and stuff, and we've been able to get a lot of work in on the field. <clears throat> of course, um, Season scheduled to start Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, looking ahead, just mentioned that, yeah, cold rain. But but your, your Troy, th- your you know, thoughts that's his first like first go to like I mean, <laughs> does it get old? Does it <laughs> not for him? No, no I'm yeah. sorry. No, well, hey, I, I can't s- help I spoke to Joey Perry today. The rain's going to get out between four and six o'clock. Perfect, and it's going to be around fifty. So open yeah. day, fifty degrees. I mean, I think we'll, we'll all take, take it. it. Yeah. Uh, how excited are you this year? It seems like the energy is there's quite a buzz this season, right? There now. is a lot of buzz for sure. I mean, you know, you sell hot the banquet in like seven hours or yeah. whatever and it was an awesome event and i think people were fired up which is awesome for our guys our guys have done a great job and just excited for them to um, get out there and compete against somebody else we've enjoyed uh talking to the players on the delcor players lounge jacob jenkins cowart uh quite a character but <laughs> lane hoover josh moylan uh josh grows uh among others garrett sailor has been a lot of fun coach and once again uh you, the, just the caliber of people you bring into the program can be seen in a number of ways what they do in the classroom what they do interacting with the fans but been fun to talk to those guys and uh the longer they're around the more they start to act like you which is uh, that's a that's a compliment that's a good thing but it looks like you got another great uh, cast of characters on the team this year yeah those guys are great guys they're also great ambassadors for east carolina university you know i tell people all the time when they get done and and then they weren't looking to hire somebody like i'd hire these guys i mean i know them as good as anybody and what they've done uh in the weight room on the field in the classroom and you know i was talking to evan krasinski today and uh he said he got a job with a moving company and after a week they were like man you worked so hard and he was like i just did what you told me to do like how hard is this but you know that's the thing they can go out into the real world and, and really make an impact you mentioned the baseball banquet selling out in a record uh time and what an awesome event great kickoff event a, a great tradition that you guys have started how and that money raised goes directly to your program right for you know different needs that you have and i, I know kind of people are kind of shocked at how well you guys fundraise over there with that what did what would the final numbers come to this year i think we raised around eighty thousand dollars we had a donor that write a thirty thousand dollar check which i didn't count that because we just put that into the facility renovation mm-hmm. um but this stuff allows our guys to you know all the technology stuff from rap soto to track man to a new pitching machine uh, any kind of video technology also uh, meals anything that we might go above and beyond from our budget we're able to use that stuff and it allows our guys to be treated like the best conferences in the country financially which is the way i want it because i think our guys deserve it for what they've done on the field well you got a top 20 program and do you want them top 20 oh top 10 I was gonna say it depends on the poll. Preseason. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not gotta talking, keep the chip talking, on your shoulder. I'm yeah, not I'm, talking. I'm not talking. I'm about saying you want to have historic, top twenty facilities historically. So we're hosting regionals yeah. for four straight years. So we're top at least top sixteen program. All right, right, let me rephrase it. You have an elite program for baseball <laughs> in the country. You want elite facilities, correct? Uh, elite facilities, elite players, elite coaches, all of it. And part of that is the upgrade. You know, a lot of people have seen the thing that they want to build for the indoor practice facility for really all sports, but predominantly football but you're you're part of that upgrade 
with new locker rooms the down the third base line there's a whole new facility that's being uh, once it's funded it can get started let's, let's discuss that a little bit what that means to the program what it is and what the numbers are right now because you got a lot of people listening that may not know about it that could contribute right so i'd say we have about half of it raised right now committed uh, around 3.5 i think the total project's going to be somewhere around seven um it's going to expand down the third baseline so basically the coaches offices are going to push down the third baseline but then you'll have premium seating which we don't have much of yeah. at, at Clark LeClaire Stadium. So an area for um, some people to have premium seating and premium drinks and premium fun over there on the third base side. Uh, and you've lo- been a big proponent of that all along. <laughs> even before you but, could sell alcohol. I, I know. You, you were banging that drum before it was even allowed. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to allow our players to have a bigger locker room, our athletic trainer to have a bigger training room with a cold and hot tub so when you talk about the needs of our players and taking care of them keeping on the field zach Womack's going to have a nicer area we're going to have a nicer team room um right now we use a a team room to have team meetings and also have team meals in the same room we'll have a different room for our players to have a nutrition station and also have team meals so we're not like trying to vacuum the area that we're having team meetings so uh a professional locker room so when alec burleson is living in town he'll have his own locker it'll be connected to the coach's locker room so really a lot of it's for the players but also for the fans is um the indoor football facility there you know as i said they want to let other sports use it too although football may have first crack at it is that something that the baseball team would benefit from? I've seen an indoor facility at next level that they have, you know, like a little infield. Is that some, if it's raining and no one else is using it, is that something you guys could benefit from? Or are you better off just staying in the cages and you're. No, we, we could definitely benefit from it. If it's really bad weather, you're talking about you could have infield practice. Right. You could have first and third defense, punt defense. You're not probably going to be able to go live in there, but you'll be able to do some team defensive stuff. When I was at Ole Miss, they, of course, have an indoor practice facility. So if it was bad weather, weather we'd be able to go in there but you also have other sports that are spring sports uh right you know lacrosse and softball and other sports that are i'm sure going to want to use it as but well. it could be an asset to you guys also yeah it's just a scheduling nightmare for whoever is going to be do- doing yeah. that well so. gotta keep jj busy cliff <laughs> <laughs> uh, Collin joining us today on pirate radio live getting ready for the 2023 season coach you mentioned uh how you've been able to get some some good work in with the weather we've been having so how about the the scrimmages uh the competition i talked to, to mully and other people that have seen your practices they say every second of it is a competition in one way shape or form so how's the competition been between uh your own squad so far this year it's been great i mean i've said this a lot uh, this this group has done a really good job of going out and doing what we need to do at the highest level uh i think they reflected on how we started last year yeah. the older guys and they're like hey man we don't want to start off like that again so they've had a ton of intent energy and whatever we've done and uh this group's ready you know we got a couple more days of practice practices but this group's ready to go and play somebody else coach uh kenny online is asking us uh if uh what it meant to you to bring a super regional to greenville um last year in the atmosphere i guess you know ecu has been 
hosted super regionals before never in greenville though right so this was a you know a, a watershed moment yeah there, there's a couple people have asked me that before and uh you know as a coach man it's tough to sit back and reflect and kind of you know go hey man that was an awesome moment but for me to be a part of the first ever super regional team when we played in kinston at granger stadium and be a player on that team and then now be a part of this uh, uh super regional the first ever one here at clark leclair i know coach leclair definitely was smiling down and uh, man the environment was super special i get chill bumps when i talk about it so uh we're looking for that kind of atmosphere in the regular season if we could get that man it would be unbelievable but not just talked about uh in the region man it was talked about nationally that fan atmosphere that we had cliff godwin joining us today on pirate radio live george washington coming to town this week coach i know and i can't even hardly get your players to talk about the schedule this year because they're so <laughs> focused on the next day but uh talking to aaron fit from d1 baseball friday i reeled off the you know in-state schools north carolina duke charlotte wilmington and he said it's going to be another great year for the state of north carolina but this schedule you put together part of it because of just the region you're in is always challenging and, and you've done that once again here it looks like yeah, I think on paper, you know, we, we put together another very quality schedule. If we play well, then we put ourselves in a good position in postseason. If you don't play well, it doesn't matter who your opponents are. But you're right, you know, living in North Carolina, being a part of East Carolina, being able to play NC State, Carolina, Duke, UNC Wilmington, Campbell, and, and all of that's within two hours. Yeah. That, that's a really – He said Charlotte's going to be really good. That's a little further yeah, out yeah, than State. Yeah, absolutely. Charlotte's going to be really good, and we're actually playing them at a pro park. So I think we played them on a wednesday and then we fly out of charlotte the next day to go to wichita state i think you've done i agree with clip you've done an awesome job with the schedule this year and uh, could you help scheduling for football <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to play these games in football too <laughs> you you have the secret sauce coach so well i i really appreciate you know la event getting us back on the schedule you know there was times where uh, we weren't able to play them we got them back on the schedule and, and just so i said this to troy i know troy always wants to drive that uh, wedge between us and coach Avent. what do you mean we're uh, friends hey, i thought everybody's friends yeah <laughs> we are friends i got a chance to spend, no spend a lot of time with him this summer when we were in the states with team usa he helped out our staff and yeah. uh he's actually a really good dude um he just wears the wrong color so yeah. uh he's been super supportive i i you know so much time has gone by you know they say time heals all wounds right yeah. i forgot what the beef was with him um it was the it was the rain out in raleigh that's it thank you for reminding me <laughs> the yeah. clear skies rain it was a beautiful day like this and we had a rain out <laughs> yes that's right thank you for reminding me that's good but i'm glad they're back on the schedule i had a joke that there were snakes on the field and it really <laughs> yeah. took off and people started believing that actually um and the state game here and in raleigh uh espnu national tv this year you know I, and I, i've always thought man ESPN, I'm surprised they haven't got more and more college baseball games on national. Just kind of made a bigger deal about it like they make football. I know. know? I saw someone post online, why isn't there a college game day once a week for for baseball, D1 baseball? Well, I think there's definitely enough traction where they should start moving towards that for sure. It's great programming. Absolutely. And readily available uh, are the games on ESPN+. Plus. You can watch a lot of college baseball now. Coach, the LeClaire Classic, another great field. Seems like we always get a good Big Ten team in here. Uh, and Indiana, that team this year at Georgetown. But Long Beach State, I mean, I think about 
growing up watching the college world series and and seeing those uh lb hats and that's uh that's kind of a traditional power coming in here that's gonna be really cool yeah absolutely we're we're definitely excited about getting that group here together and it's another quality field and we've been able to do that for the past few years as well gonna be awesome uh, that coming up on march the third it opens up with george washington i think i know the answer to this coach but uh what have you looked at george washington i haven't i haven't i know you know me well enough and uh you know telling our new players too that you know we're we're totally focused on ourselves and yes we'll have scouting reports and we'll go over george washington uh later in the week but right now we're just worried about getting better ourselves how are you doing health-wise i know there's been a couple black (laughs) eyes a couple uh busted lips but other than that are you is everybody that that stuff can heal up pretty quick how how are you doing health no black eyes or busted lips but busted knee twice uh um, I think everybody's heard I had an infection after I had the first surgery. So the toughest thing has not been – well, the rehab's been tough because of the antibiotics. Uh, I don't know if, if people realize when you're on those strong of antibiotics, it just kills everything. It kills everything in your body, so the good and the bad bacteria. So uh, my energy levels have not been up to speed, but our coaching staff has done a tremendous job in our players. I mean, this group has really handled their business at the highest level. You mentioned elite coaching as part of that uh... – elite you wanted to be at and you've been able to keep the staff together which has been amazing with uh, coach palumbo austin knight coming back and and colby bortles as well so uh how about being able to keep those guys together coach how important is that in all the success you've had over the last few years it's been super important i mean jeff's been you know a staple in our program I mean, he's the first guy I called when i was going to be hired at east carolina because i knew what type of person he was, what type of recruiter, what type of coach. I mean, he's the, the X factor behind the scenes. And um, you, you look also Blake Hardegree and Heath Blackman. I mean, those guys behind the scenes, uh, he's the director of player development and Blake's our director of baseball operations. Uh, the banquet goes off, you know, now smooth sailing. And I told Blake, I was like, I'm glad I didn't have all this trouble health-wise your first year because it wouldn't have done that. But now he handles all that stuff and he's just a, a rock star. Awesome stuff. Cliff Godwin here. Want to get into some of the uh, the personnel, some of the players. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's do we'll that. We'll come back. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Go around the diamond, uh, talk about who will be on the mound and more with Cliff Godwin, ECU head baseball coach. A lot more to go here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultation is available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Troy D has a way with words. Cliff, thanks for sticking around despite everything Troy says to you. Unbelievable. We're friends. Oh, man. Getting ready for some Pirate baseball coming up this weekend, East Carolina versus George Washington. Coach, uh, you unveiled the starting rotation. And, uh, man, Carter Spivey, I, I keep going back to it, just the 
the way he uh matured it, in his own words he said he matured and uh and has improved as a player over these years has been awesome it's one of the great things about uh being here and and guys sticking it out and now he uh was was honored with the AAC pitcher of the year award last year and uh we'll see him coming up on friday on the mound uh, yeah he's done this offseason he's done great you know uh i know ak said it but i told ak before he met with brian bailey that i had revealed the starting rotation earlier than i'd ever done it so the media could stop asking that question the rest of the week yeah. um, starting to get soft <laughs> no i am yeah i know that you think i'm old but i'm always younger than you so um usually but, you wait for i go to give out his guess and then you just change it you, you yeah. make sure he's wrong even if he's right you'll switch it up <laughs> yeah. just to make yeah. him look stupid but back to spivey yeah. you know I, I couldn't be more proud of you know him and just the way he's gone about his career and stuck it out and uh persevered through a lot of adversity for the first three years and then becoming the aac pitcher of the year and then earning the friday night role and um as we talk about all the time rents do every day so you know we got some good other pitchers with just savage and grows going on the weekend as well and other guys too that are not in the rotation so um just want him to keep being himself because he's done a tremendous job uh, talking to these guys you know hearing uh, some of them speak at the banquet and then talking to uh some of the guys that we have here in studio with us it's amazing the amount of comeback stories like a lot of these guys have where a, a number of them were on the verge of exiting the program but you gave them a second chance and they all have like this redemption story well i uh, i would say that i was like that when i played for coach well for coach o, i redshirted and then coach leclerc came in and talked about going to omaha and playing in the college world series and i was like i just redshirted on a bad team and this guy's talking about playing in the college world series i better do something really good quickly or i'm probably not gonna be here uh trey savage is a guy who now has a i, I don't know his uh, the stereotype on him is you put the bases loaded send him out there and he'll get you out of a jam it's amazing how he pitches under pressure uh but how about him coach him growing uh another year this offseason how's he looking he's worked so hard with coach knight on developing other pitchers he's not just a two-pitch guy anymore um he's gotten a slider cutter also a split finger for lefties along with his breaking ball and his fastball command's gotten so much better i think he threw 64 pitches on saturday and 48 were strikes um to be a power pitcher and to be able to throw that many strikes is pretty impressive he controls the running game and he works like he wants to pitch in the big league so pretty special guy there the uh a lot of hot topics with the uh other kind of two big sports football and basketball on campus and across the country has been nil and the transfer portal how much of that has affected baseball you don't hear it as much with baseball but i got to imagine it's still out there and it's still a factor but how much are you having to deal with that on, on both those issues uh well i mean it's it's real life it's a part of you know what we're dealing with i, I don't think we're dealing with it at the level i know we're not dealing with it at the level that uh, some of the Power Five conferences are. I mean, they're shelling out uh, money, recruiting players illegally. It's it's just amazing to me that the NCAA allows this to go on. Um, I mean, technically, I mean, it goes on all sports, but if you offer a recruit NIL money before they get there, like, technically, that's illegal. But everybody's doing it. And so nobody's enforcing that, right? Nobody's enforcing it. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, Coach Godwin will not offer a recruit NIL money will not promise him that uh i would love for guys that have been in our program like lane hoover garrett sailor carter spivey for five years and done it the right way to uh be able to make money off nil because they've earned it you know i'm in a business of you get what you earn and mm -hmm. that's the way i was raised so um 
we've had a ton of guys that have been extremely loyal to our program um like carter spivey and others when you know they could have gone somewhere else and that goes back to the culture that we have and the older guys passing along the culture to the younger guys each and every year have you had to change the way you do recruiting or have you kind of stuck this is how we're going to do it and this is our way and if people don't want to do it this way they're not you know going to be in the program we're you know we've uh you know maneuvered a little bit i mean we have a couple guys that came in the transfer portal but a lot of that came because of the draft and a couple high school kids not showing up um that will not be the foundation of our program you can't have culture and bring in 20 guys from outside programs it just can't happen you can bring in pieces and that's the the one thing with the guys that came in through the transfer portal uh this year with willie lumpkin tyler brott and jonathan childress the guys fit in with our guys and coach palumbo coach knight did a great job bringing in great human beings that could also help us on the team and they've meshed extremely well with our guys cliff godwin joining us coach uh parker bird we've had him in to, to tell his story but how about the the baseball story now that uh that he could end up being we saw uh he's out there he's taking swings doing things like that so uh how's he doing and, and what what kind of role does he have on your team right now he was at uh you know practice today um you know he does a lot of his stuff with his dad and i think he's also working with spencer brickhouse over at young's um he's really just continued to learn the function of that prosthetic and i think he's actually been taking some swings left-handed because it makes it a little bit easier to hit left-handed um but i like i tell people all the time i'd never bet against that guy so he's working extremely hard um he's going to school actually part-time so that this year doesn't count towards his clock um and you know continue to work his tail off and he's a true inspiration to our guys just showing up to practice and look we have a team meeting and he'll tell the guys what they need to hear it's like another coach on the field and we've had a chance been fortunate enough to talk to him here i mean what an incredible story and uh he's not one of these guys that wants you to feel sorry for him i mean he's just you know hey i i'm not going to be special because i've had an accident i'm going to be special because i made the baseball team and i'm I'm a factor and i i just think it's going to be an incredible story because i've seen this kid's work ethic and if anybody can do it i think he's going to be one to do it and um when it happens it's going to be amazing absolutely and uh i'll be right there with him in the fight whatever he needs and uh you know our entire support staff or strength coach coach wilson's working with him and um he's working out over at young's like i said and, and just working his tail off you talked earlier about the the culture of your program i mean you spent years kind of developing that and it's really important to you that you bring the right guys in for that culture because you know a couple wrong guys could uh, you know bad uh what do they say bad apple bad apple can spoil the bunch type of deal yeah so that's that's real important good culture lends to good chemistry good chemistry you know adds eventually hopefully working together as a team and, and victories you guys have been right there is this chemistry of the guys we've talked to say this team's chemistry seems to be better than they've even seen before uh it's definitely been better to this point in the season now you know friday we we run nine guys on the field for the first time uh before that you know both sides are playing so you have you know two different squads on the inner squad and we've talked about our triangle with the trust 
um, being selfless in the communication piece. And if we can hold that together throughout the season, then I definitely think this group has a chance to be special. Can we go uh, around the diamond real quick, Troy? Yeah, let's do it. If you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, backstop, Coach. And I uh, heard a lot about Ryan McChrystal this offseason, but also Justin Wilcoxon. So you've got you got depth at a lot of different places, but that includes catcher, right? So how, how do you feel about uh, your old position there? Um, you know, J-Dub's going to start on Friday, and the biggest reason is he's done an unbelievable job. But Ryan's having a little bit of a back issue right now, so it's tough for him to swing the bat. He actually can catch he caught four innings yesterday in the inner squad but it's just tough for him to swing right now so uh, we're hoping to get him full strength soon but i'm not sure he'll be full strength for this weekend but when both of those guys are healthy i mean i don't know if there's any other team in the country that have two backstops as good as those guys um where else do you want to go and will coxon out of uh, raleigh north carolina millbrook product that's, that's correct that's yeah. correct um, well school. done there, Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that cool. is that where you went? To That's high where school? I would have gone to school if I went to public school. Okay, yes. I got yeah. you. So you it's kind of my de facto. <laughs> was that's my de facto uh, my secondary school. He didn't go to Conley or uh, Green Central there, Coach. Yeah, uh, Josh Moylan. At first, we talked to Josh. He knows that he has to earn his spot every day because he said Cam Clanch. He also said there's a young bat coming up, so uh, you've got some options there at first base. It sounds yeah, like yeah. Josh well. has done a good job. You know, a good, really good fall, and uh, he's been in a much better headspace than he was the entire spring last year which as we all know the game of baseball is uh at least 90 percent mental um so he's been in a good headspace clanch has done a tremendous job and he has pushed him and then cam burgess who is a freshman has actually swung the bat well early in the preseason how about uh over at second jacob starling was there last year is he back this year yep star has had a great preseason um he's worked with colby bortles on his swing and shortening up his approach is a lot better better um he is 100 percent healthy where last year this time he wasn't even though he was playing a lot he just wasn't 100 healthy coming off that broken leg he's a guy that seems to have a flair for the dramatic big moments yeah he, he yeah. likes those big moments he does and you know we've talked to him about being more consistent yeah. because um we think he can be an all-conference all-american type guy if he can be more consistent at the plate and i think he will be this year how about short, Coach? There's, uh, you know, the million-dollar question this year. How are you looking there right now? What are the plans for shortstop? Uh, Joey Barini's done a great job. Nate Christman, who's a freshman, has done a great job. Uh, Connor Rasmussen, um, who is the best, maybe the best hitter of that group, is going to, you know, be more of a utility guy, second, third base, uh, if we need him there. But you can see him DH as well. But Joey Barini, a.k.a. Shaq, as I call him, and Nate have done a really good job um, at shortstop. Amac at the hot corner. Amac at the hot corner. Dixon Williams has been over there as well. Um, Dixon's a guy that you could see, and his best days are for sure ahead of him. Uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward making the move to center field. Uh, told us how he caught one on the face, unfortunately, in a scrimmage. Uh, but did he tell you what I told him? Uh, actually, he told us that off the air. Off I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> uh, you can. Yeah, if you want to say it? Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> What'd I, you tell him? Well, that's the type of player he is. He, he reminds me a lot of Burley. Is you mm-hmm. can challenge him, and um, you know, it was a little pothole out there. And so, I mean, when I went out there initially, his face is bleeding. So I had a little bit of sympathy for him, <laughs> and then he showed me the divot out there that he kind of stepped in and i'm like 
that's like a knee that went into the ground it's not a hole that's my fault process and so then once he was okay i said hey if you're going to play center field you have to catch the ball so um <laughs> that's not, exactly well, what he told yeah, us yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, there was some different Just language in there <laughs> joy to put some sand in that divot <laughs> lane hoover uh back for another year gonna be uh out in left yep that's correct and Hoove has uh, been great. Hit a home run the other day. Everybody's all oh wow, up. all yeah. right, yeah. So, but Hoove's Hoove, man, he makes our team so much better every day. Shows up uh, like he's earning a spot on the team every day. Right field, uh, Carter Cunningham, Luke Nowak, and Riley Johnson. Which Riley and Nowak can play center field as well. But all those guys, it's been great competition um, amongst our guys and healthy. It's not Riley you, Johnson healthy. Yeah, he's one hundred percent healthy. You know, and I've said this a lot last year, you know, we could have kept him going, but I didn't think it was fair to him because he wasn't 100% healthy. So he had surgery last spring and had a medical red shirt. We had some great questions from uh, the listeners for the guys. One of them was, who is somebody we don't know a lot about? Maybe a newcomer, maybe a guy that didn't get a lot of playing time last year that could step up this year. Several of the guys we talked to said Nowak, and I remember him pinch running some last year, but the guys on the team seem to really like what he's brought uh, to the table this offseason. Well, he's the fastest guy on our team. So, I mean, when he is running down the first baseline, if you hesitate on the infield, he's safe. I mean, he's four flat pretty consistently, which if you're not a baseball person is, that is elite, elite speed. Um, He swung the bat well. Um, he's still working defensively to be the defender he's capable of. But, uh, you know, played in the summer up in the Cal Ripken League, was an all-star. Um, that was a tremendous opportunity for him and for him to get a lot of at-bats up there. Good stuff. want to ask uh, a little bit about pitching. You want to stick around another second? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Shirley, we got anything to give away today? All right, well, let's do it. Hit the Bubba Sparks. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, the booty bag is open for business. Shirley, what are we giving away on this Tuesday? A $15 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. All right, uh, we'll be out playing sports trivia after ECU and Cincinnati on Wednesday night. So come out for a uh, post-game celebration at AJ's. Shirley, what caller are you looking for? I'm going to go with caller 8. Caller 8, 317-1250. We're back with more Cliff Godwin when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Mike Penuel of Apex, North Carolina, who picked up the $15 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ's. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia on Wednesday nights with our very own Clip Brock. 
AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Hi, right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, Troy D, and the head baseball coach of the Pirates, Cliff Godwin here. Coach, I asked you on Media Day about any new rule changes you talked about a couple of those there's one in major league baseball and this i saw this today uh alex cora manager for the red sox said wait till you see the new bases he said they look like pete like a pizza box to be honest with you end quote so that's major league baseball that uh, that's not going to change in college but i haven't seen it yet apparently on the field it, it could be you might do a double take when you see the new bases in major league baseball yeah, they're not doing that yet in college, but yet. normally it uh, trickles down. Trickles down. So um, I can for sure see in that. And also in Major League Baseball, they're continuing on extra innings runner at second base um, so that position players don't have to pitch in some games. Uh, but we're not doing that. You have a choice, um, you know, in conference, but we're not doing that. You know, we're playing traditional baseball um, as of this year. Uh, no props so yeah. you won't uh, see a cone or you know a cowboy hat can stay in the dugout or it just can't come out on the field you can't have a prop on the field yeah so, so you could have something in the dugout. yeah you could have something there. in the dugout and and i like our guys to have a good time i just said hey whatever you want to do just make sure you do it in the dugout i mean a couple years ago um they had like the mud room which connects to our our uh, dugout was like a party room if somebody hit a home run so they'd close the door and like flip flip the lights on like real fast and yeah. stuff so i remember we won't year. find what's the penalty for that if there you is. have a warning the first time and then the second time the person that is giving the prop is ejected wow okay yeah, yeah. um i remember that you're talking about changes the year they changed the ball that was a big deal back then yeah and home runs were like down that year right I remember. So right seems like the people have gotten used to that though yeah and i think they've you know made tweaks with the ball to make yeah. it more normal etc um coach cliff gowan here with us in studio pirates uh getting ready to open up their season hard to believe but a baseball season is here opening up uh this friday at clark claire stadium first pitch four o'clock against george washington so they'll be here uh, all weekend so i know a lot of people excited that it is baseball season it's finally here and um coach we've been talking um all week and all since the weekend about uh, our memories of jeff charles and how much he meant to this program you've been around him as, as for so long too as a player as a coach uh just your thoughts on uh, on the loss of a legend here yeah you know just uh it hit me just you know like it hit everybody else like you couldn't believe that you heard the news and i was telling you guys earlier that the, the monday before he passed we actually had about a 15 minute phone conversation and how excited he was about um having a team up in the great lakes league up in ohio which is a summer league for collegiate players and it was going to start in 2024 and clip just like he did with clip he sent me the logos and the uniforms and he was just so excited about it and just what he's meant to east carolina athletics uh you know growing up when the era that we grew up troy i know you're older than i am but you know just listening to him on the radio and just hearing that voice and uh, I said this the other day, but Garrett Blackwater does a, a great impersonation of Jeff Charles. So if you guys need to hear <laughs> Jeff Charles again, get Garrett Blackwater. He's done it for years to the point of like you're like that's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll, we'll he, have to bring foe Jeff Charles. In yeah. That time's yeah, right, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Jeff was so kind to me and and just so great for our university, and he will truly be missed. And but his legend will live on forever yeah, no doubt about it uh great comment here on our facebook page by johnny he says uh 
Coach Kiowa makes hosting a regional look like an easy task. I hope fans realize what a tremendous accomplishment it is let alone four years in a row and uh, being able to host those regionals and then last year a super regional too it is i mean you only get what 16 teams in the country get to host a regional uh you have made it look easy and it's not look that's that's like going to the sweet 16 in many ways every year in basketball if you could do that four years in a row so uh it is a tremendous accomplishment well i appreciate it and i will say this it is extremely hard i mean you've got to go out there and be really consistent in your body of work and you know last year it looked like that was definitely coming to an end for sure and our guys just pulled together and the 20 game winning streak but you know we're one of two teams in the entire nation that have hosted four straight regionals so us and stanford there's a lot of universities between Greenville, North Carolina, and Northern California. Yeah. So. <laughs> Speaking of accomplishments, we're the Stanford of the East. <laughs> accomplishments that look easy that certainly aren't is just the way you guys have dominated the conference these last few years. I was looking at it the other day: twenty and four, twenty and four, twenty and eight, twenty and four. I think those have been the numbers uh, the last uh, four full seasons. And you know, it's a pretty good baseball conference, but. Uh, I think you know depth is a factor in that talent, obviously, the, what you're doing out there. But that that's not easy either, is it? Dominating an entire conference for three, four years like you've been doing it, Coach. Yeah, I definitely think the hardest year was 21. We played those four four game yeah. weekends, man. That that was oh, a yeah. grind, and um, you know I thought our guys were able to manage that. But you know, in 19 when we did it, we were 20 and four. There, there had been one other team in the American to ever win 20 games, and that was Louisville uh, when they were in the conference. So uh, our guys have been really consistent. You have to show up every day. Um, as I tell John Gilbert all the time, if we show up and we play good baseball, we're probably going to win. If we show up and we play bad, it doesn't matter who we. Play play we're probably going to lose and, and this is the last year for uh the conferences we know it you right because you got a lot of teams exiting so at, just kind of looking ahead towards next year with the new makeup of the conferences what do you think about you know does a, a lot of people think it, it might get easier depending on the sport what do you think for as, as far as it'll affect baseball i don't think it'll get easier for baseball because they're bringing in some really good baseball schools um our conference is great right now baseball wise but i definitely don't think it'll get easier with the teams that are coming in Cliff Godwin joining us, Coach. We went around the diamond. Uh, we talked about the starting rotation. Uh, how about the bullpen when Garrett Saylor uh, had quite a few appearances last year, <laughs> gearing up for some more this year. But you talked about comeback stories, Troy. Garrett Saylor's a guy that kind of has like two or three comeback stories in a season alone. So, and uh, he talked about headspace. Sounds like he's in a really good headspace, Coach, and, and has always been a guy that has accepted his role, right? Yeah, he, he will do anything. He'll start, he'll throw middle relief and pitch to the end of the game. He'll close, he'll come into an extremely difficult situation. Um, and to have him and Carter Spivey, who have kind of seen it all, it, it just allows them to not get too high, not get too low throughout the season. But Sailor is one of the most selfless human beings. He is an unbelievable person and a Swiss Army knife. And I'm so thankful that he's back for his fifth year to uh, be in that bullpen. Do you have a midweek start? Carter uh, penciled in yet? Absolutely not, man. We're hey, we're taking it one game at a time. You're lucky that it ha- isn't uh, Spivey TBA TBA. <laughs> Thank, yeah, appreciate that. At least giving us a first and last name. Always subject to change, though, right? It is always. Yeah, always. It's not written in stone. <laughs> Who are the uh, the guys in the bullpen you'll be counting on game in game out this year? Um, well, you got Sailor Tyler Brott from VMI. He's got a really big arm. Um, he's done a great job in the preseason. Um, you've got a slew of other guys with. Uh, 
you know, Willie Lumpkin, who's a transfer from Winthrop. You've got uh, Merritt Beaker, Danny Bill, Eric Ritchie, Jake Hunter. Um, I'm leaving out a ton of guys, man. But I would say on any given day, you can see any of those guys come in and, and do a really good job. I mean, we saw Beaker and Hunter, a couple guys were kind of thrown into the fire last year as young players and had success, took their lumps. But uh, that goes a long, right, a long way, right, Coach, being able to, to play that early on, kind of kind of get your feet wet. It definitely does. I mean, when you're a freshman, when you're playing a different opponent, man, you can get exposed pretty easily. So those guys got a lot of innings for us last year. Um, And Beaker pitched strong for us down the stretch, had a start against Duke, and, um, you know, really helped us out, win some games. Coach, I've known you for a long time. I know, you know, your life is baseball, your profession is baseball, (laughs) your hobbies are baseball. Uh, You eat, sleep, baseball all the time. Uh, what's your routine like? You know, the night before a game, especially the season opener, you strike me as a guy that's probably just thinking the brain can't stop, uh, probably not a lot of sleep, or, or will you get a good night's rest and just get there early? What Take us through the night before and your pregame ritual before the season opener. I normally go to bed pretty early and then get up early and then watch video on the opposing pitchers. Uh, you know, Colby Bortles and I'll kind of break them down and have a scouting report, and then we'll go through a hitters meeting and, and talk about the starting pitcher uh, with our guys. So um, a, a little less stress in season nine than, you know, year one. You're worried about everything uh, from, you know, the audio at the stadium to is the national anthem going to play and stuff like that. So uh, I'm really consumed with our team. Um, JC will tell you this. I tell our guys, normally I sleep better after we lose. It's kind of weird, but uh, after we lose, I sleep better because I feel like our guys will bounce back. It's normally when we win, I don't sleep good because I'm worried that they'll get comfortable. I've joked with Bailey before that you've almost started to mellow a little bit with age. Do you, do you feel like you're just you're focusing on the things you need to focus on and not worrying about all the extra stuff? Um, yes and no. I mean, I think this year, um, just with everything, with these antibiotics, man, it's forced me to mellow out some, to be quite honest with you. I, I would tell you that our guys probably like me a, a lot better at practice. So uh, They want you to stay on whatever you Yeah, they're on. like, hey, hey, whatever Stuff's he's taking. Hey, keep <laughs> giving Coach Goblin those antibiotics. <laughs> you mentioned the uh, the music, the pregame. The, all that is scheduled to a T. And uh, I see it up there when I do PA and, and how close closely i'll follow with taking infield in and out all that stuff i you're partly responsible who else is responsible for making sure all that runs smooth and nobody even really notices it because it runs so smooth yeah i mean marketing is is you know ultimately responsible but blake hardcree is the one that's making sure all of it you know is communicating what we want and the safety dance and and all that good stuff yeah if you had a walk-up song for yourself right now currently what would it be <laughs> I mean, Troy, where do you come up with these questions? So, I mean, people want to know, coach. Hey, you know, um, you know, I had back in college, I had Hell's Bells, I had uh, uh, some Limp Biscuit um, one time, I had uh, DMX one time. So, I mean, I'm a wide range guy. Right. But what would you pick? Like, if you had to have one right now, since you're you're putting me on the spot right now, it would be something from Eminem. All right, cool. Yeah. I used to have the way I am. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's it. But I now mean, you've mellowed out. It might have changed. That's why he had yeah, to ask. Yeah. It's like Yanni or something. Could now. be Earth, Wind, and Fire now or something. <laughs> yeah, he's just mellowed out. Uh, good stuff with Cliff Godwin here. On you want to ask a, him the question you always ask the players the um, the the chicken and the. You love uh, that question, Coach. Would you rather fight three chicken-sized gorillas or one gorilla-sized chicken? Or was it eight gorillas? Ten. Wow, 10. 
10 chicken sized gorillas or one gorilla sized chicken 10 chicken-sized gorillas yeah yeah so you got little gorillas yep, running around little. trying to beat you up all right i'm or taking those hey, i'm taking those guys i mean a chicken this is size of a gorilla i want no part of that yeah, right. but you can kind of kick the little ones i can kick the yeah. crap out of those guys <laughs> there you go asked and answered <laughs> by cliff Collins. good stuff coach uh thanks for hanging out with us here today man hey good stuff guys. man Appreciate good luck it. we'll see Have you clark and clear yeah hey thanks for being out of town open weekend Appreciate <laughs> it. i got a prior engagement coach that i cannot change you know that he'll well, be there for regional i, I promise he'll i'll be, be there for, regional. for the regional and super regional i'm committing to it right now you think he'll be there for the north carolina game oh any acc yeah. when it's a big game i'm gonna be there okay you got my commitment hey good news he didn't mention you not being there for media day so we got through the interview without that we had our best people there <laughs> thanks coach alright we'll take our final break come back get ready to wrap it up here on a Tuesday after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dow was down 156 points today and closed at 34,089. The NASDAQ was ahead 68 at 11,960, and the S&P was down just a point, closed out the day at 4,136. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All righty. Enjoyed our chat with Cliff Godwin. Pirates getting underway this Friday. George Washington at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Looking forward to another year of Pirate Baseball. We'll have you covered here at Pirate Radio. Keep it locked to our social media sites all weekend long for updates, pictures, videos, uh, press conferences, everything in between. will be uh, all systems go this weekend here at Pirate Radio, Troy D. Yeah, what a great Pirate, Cliff Gowan. You know, uh, just kind of born and bred East Carolina, and I uh, just want nothing but success for him and, and the team and the program and uh could this be the year clip could this be the year i mean yeah i, I went through and yeah. i purposely went through the whole internet did not want to mention the o word you know that's right i did, I did yeah. not make a big deal about that we joked with the weather but a little bit because that's our thing but um you know not i'm just want this it is the year 2023 could this be it yeah uh very well could uh it could be a magical season the way they have uh played in the past the returners they have the newcomers uh looks like it's going to be another great year on the diamond for the pirates all right troy we'll talk to you again thursday thursday see you then yeah thursday coming up wednesday on the show uh we'll talk to Cy seymour uh didn't get to him yesterday uh we'll talk hoops but obviously also talk about his uh his good friend jeff charles boy yeah and thanks to everybody for their uh kind words about yesterday's show that i think people really enjoyed hearing all the memories and all the folks we had i feel bad we ran out of time in a three-hour show we ran out of time uh, in our tribute show and did not get a chance to talk to Cy. I really wanted to, so I yeah. look forward to hearing from him tomorrow. Talk to Cy. We'll talk to Igo, Patrick Mason, Daily Reflector, all that and more coming up Wednesday on Pirate Radio Live. For Shirley Roach, Chandler Honeycutt, 
and Troy D. I am Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.